0: Hey, welcome back to No Simple Road, you guys. This week's show is brought to you by our friends at Sunset Sunset Lake Lake CBD. CBD. So No Simple Road works really hard to only partner with companies that make your lives better and in turn make our lives better. And this was one that came to us.
1: Knocked it out of the park with this one.
0: Yeah, this was a home run. All the way around, every single product I've tried from them is through the roof amazing their gummies are amazing
1: the salve is incredible their pre-rolls get the coffee are wow. amazing
0: the coffee is look even if you just want to have a cup of coffee and you don't care about the CBD the coffee is phenomenal
1: when Brooke and I had that coffee she was like okay how much did Aaron say this coffee cost because <laughs> she was all about it she finished her whole cup I finished my whole cup you know how it is with us and finishing our whole cup of yeah. coffee.
0: And check it out, man. If you're one of those people that gets too anxious or tripped out when you smoke the weed that's going around out there right now, this is the thing that will change the game for you. This is super amazing CBD. It is all organic, hand-trimmed CBD hemp flower. It's hand-trimmed, pesticide-free, slow-cured, stored in tamper-sealed glass jars. And they use the same flower to do their pre-rolls this isn't like the shit they found on the floor to do the pre-rolls this is like the good <laughs> stuff and <laughs> that floor we <weed>. he <laughs> yeah. what, what do they call it in the, in the industry um, apple well trim, and tram shake b buds yeah this is actual a bud pre-rolls and it's become my go-to every single night before i go to sleep yeah every night so, you guys, if you're, like I said, if you're one of those people that was having a hard time with the cannabis out there, here's the answer for you. Sunset Lake CBD and they're hooking the No Simple Road family up with 15% off their entire purchase when you That's go to too. sunsetlakecbd.com and you make your order and you check it out, put in the promo code NSR15, NSR15. and you're going to get 15% NSR15. off your whole purchase and you can feel good about what you're doing because these people pay their employees a living wage of 15 bucks an hour. They give a portion of their proceeds to help stop the war on drugs. And this is actually a farm that used to make milk for Ben and Jerry's and decided to do something good that. for the world.
2: I love that part.
0: Yep. So go check them out. SunsetlakeCBD.com online or at CBD on Instagram. And take care of your body, you guys. Hey, what? What do you want, man? I just want to tell you about you one of our me. fine sponsors. Oh, cool. Tell me.
2: So No Simple Road is sponsored by SHOP, Shop Tour
0: Bus! I already knew that. You did know you that. Did. I did. How'd you
1: know that? I could because,
0: every because all the week, dope merch we have from that. <laughs> That's
1: very true. That's true.
0: If you're out there and you want to get yourself some fresh threads this week go check out shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram and hook yourself up with something fresh, man, something new, something sparkly and clean. Outfit the whole family like they did. That is cool, man. Head to toe, even Right,
1: they had the whole family in T-shirts. It was amazing to see.
0: So if you're new to No Simple Road and you don't know what the hell we're talking about right now, go check out at shoptourbus on Instagram or shoptourbus.com online. These are the coolest Grateful Dead-inspired designs out there period these this is the original no simple road sponsor by the way and these designs are not like on the nose grateful dead stuff you kind of got to know the secret to know that's what, what these fun. designs are all about and even if you don't know like the people at apple's work they still that's what's fun it.
2: about it i to see a lot of customers and it, when people don't know what it is they dig the shirts the graphics on them, they're it's just they're very unique. They're very fun. And I'd it, say they're playful.
0: It's not just like, shirts, it's hoodies and t shirts and hats and stickers and, and pins sometimes. Kids and, stuff. So and go check out the new um, takes the wheel when I'm seeing double sugar magnolia. That's coming up. That's posted up on their Instagram right now. And they're hooking Another up the No Simple Road family with free shipping. Put in the free promo shipping. code No Simple Road when you check out, and they will ship a hand designed, one of a kind box with the Grateful that's Dead right. lyrics scrolled on the inside, magically painted and printed and wonderfully artfully designed just for you. And there'll be trinkets and other Gum things in that box. Candy. And a real life grateful dead cassette tape bootleg for you with? to enjoy explore and blow your mind with and the boxes
2: are so dope you want to keep them i have 3 now yeah they're just they're they're awesome You're, this is not a box that ends up in the garage or no. the recycling pile they're Mm-mm. cute they're per, they're perfect size and they're the way they decorate them is always inspirational
0: so yeah infuse your life with a little intention love and inspiration yes, to movie brown shirt yeah man so Head over to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram and put in the promo code No Simple Road when you check out. Get free shipping and get more, more than, than you bargained for. No Simple Road is part of Osiris Media. Osiris. So
1: shout out, Osiris. You
0: guys got to go over to Osirispod.com and check out what's going on. Under the Scales, Beyond the Pond, and the Helping Friendly podcast are doing The Harder They Fall 2000. Three pods will enter One pod will be left standing Choose your fighter and follow along This fall as they train for glory So if you are a Fish fan and you dig Those podcasts go over and check out The Osiris pod uh, page It looks fun Yeah, And uh, check out Tom and RJ and the guys over there Training for The podcast supremacy That's about to go down I am not sure how they're going to fight it out and duke it out but i i I know that there will be one fish podcast that reigns supreme left standing in that ring at the end so go over to osirispod.com check out all the other podcasts on osiris media and support our family Was the was the, the one the foam tile one foam tile, was, one the foam tile was, was bothered came unstuck from the wall? It was like, driving me crazy. Hey out, now, out of sorts. No simple road family. Welcome back. Hey now to no simple road. road. Oh shit! Wow, <laughs> when stuff like that happens, I fucking love it. <laughs> um, so if you listened to last week's episode with uh Scott Metzger, you heard. At the very beginning of the show, if you're one of those people that is faithful to the No Simple Road vision, doesn't fast forward through the commercials <laughs> at the end of the commercial, you heard the Higgs jingle start, the record scratch, and a new jingle, a new jingle expose itself in all of its glory on No Simple Road. And I just want to take a minute and acknowledge that that happened and say,
1: thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To Thanks, the Higgs John. man. You guys fucking rule! Thanks to everybody that was involved with that fun little project,
0: and that is uh, a a part of the vision of revamping the look and feel of NSR. So, I um, emailed John a while back and said, "Hey, man, I'm coming up with a new logo for No Simple Road, and um, I want an updated jingle for the beginning of the show." And John was like, oh, hell yeah, no problem. And we hung out and waited. And every couple, like a, once a week or so, <clears throat> I'd get an update from him. It's coming along, man. I'm excited. Can't wait for <laughs> you to hear it. And then he, like about a week and a half ago, he texted me. He was like, we should have it done by tomorrow morning. And like 10 minutes later, he texted me the song. <laughs> I was like, okay. But it's, um, it's the Higgs featuring Brittany Lark, which is... John's lovely wife. Yeah, lovely girl. So thanks, you guys, for all of the hard work. It is just exactly perfect. So I appreciate it. So all you people out there that heard last week's episode and were wondering, what the hell is going on? That is what the hell is going on. And to boot, I have another announcement. Are you ready? To boot, to boot, to boot. There is no llama in the house. Golly, to boot. No, check it out, man. Because that happened, there is also a new logo getting ready to drop. So probably by the time this episode is out, you can go to at no simple road on Instagram and see the new logo. It will be up there. And, and
2: and this was no simple road getting to this logo. (laughs) Oh my God. I'll I'll tell him. So, you know, Aaron, Aaron last weekend, he's been working on this logo, putting a lot of time into it, showing us and had it all ready to go almost. And, somehow lost it
0: on his iPad. Well, I, okay, if any of you guys out there do do any kind of design, you know that design programs have layers, right? And like ogres. yeah, like onions and parfait. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I deleted all the, I flattened it and deleted all the layers on accident. and in procreate, once you delete something, if you haven't saved it to something else, it's fucking gone. So I just had a flat logo that I could never change the colors on ever again. So I had to redraw the whole thing, but it's done. It's done, and you guys are gonna see it. All, almost done. He was
2: farting around with yes. it a little right before we started recording here. Me and Mel were like, "It's awesome," but
0: Aaron's the he's mm-hmm. the critic. Well, yeah. I I wonder if musicians feel like that. with some, I was thinking sure. that
1: everybody feels like that? Yeah, when yeah with they our, make own things. Oh, it's our own thing. Oh, it's finally done. Things. That's it, man.
0: We, track it. That's it. We're done. Put it on the album. And then an hour later as he's listening to it at home, he's like, I could add one more piece, you know, oh, yeah. string part to that, right? Oh, that guitar part could have more. It's, it's never human done nature. To, to fuck with it until you ruin it? To wa- Sometimes. <laughs> want <laughs> like more. You know, it. It. It's
1: the more thing. It's like, I could have done it better. My, I could have beat my time two seconds. I could, you know.
2: And then there's that fine line. Like cook, like adding too many spices to yep. something. Then it just... Okay, now it tastes like everything and nothing. Tastes like mush. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, new logo coming out. New, new jingle. New jingle,
0: new logo, new attitude. We're getting
2: ready. Lo- we, we got this new episode for you. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Roby. Kenny
1: Roby.
0: Guys, this... Okay.
1: What a sweet man.
0: Because the Royal Potato family is part of the Shout No Sipper Road Kevin.
1: family. Yeah, man.
0: Kenny came to us through the Royal Potato family. And, you know... it's like we've told you guys before sometimes we have artists on the show that we are not familiar with beforehand and this was one of them and this was one of those people that left all of us in awe of the personality of the person behind making the music and the music itself this is an interview that you are going to want to really pay attention to this isn't one, to just have on in the background while you're working. I mean, you can also do that. I don't mind. It's okay. But this is one of those you really want to pay attention to. Kenny is a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, guys? Help me out. Kenny's a very insightful. Uh, okay. I, was deep, I wasn't sure. Deep thinking yeah, cat. This guy is, you know, and just like always, we just get right into it. There's no. There's no uh, takeoff. We just are in orbit from the beginning of this.
2: Yeah, and you'll hear a lot about. He's got a new album out, The Reservoir, that came out on August seventh. Uh, you guys need to go over and you need to listen to this.
1: Just a fun fact: he loves Randy Newman and the yeah. Whalers. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, and so this, like I said, this is one of those you're going to really want to sit down and pay attention to. And again. Royal potato family, you guys, we love you so much. Thank you, Kevin, for, for making this happen. And yeah, Kenny, thank thanks. you for taking the time with us for spending an hour with the no simple road family and bearing your soul. If, if you guys out there are fans of Neil Casal, and I know that 99.9% of you out there are, um, you're really going to enjoy this. Kenny, Kenny and Neil were, uh, very, very good friends, brothers, I would dare to say. And, uh, Kenny, gets into that in here and i won't ruin any of it for you i'll just let you know that that's coming up so yeah man but we don't we don't just do that we don't just do interviews and have conversations here we also talk about ourselves how you doing mel uh
1: i mean i'm all over the place to be honest what do you mean i'm feeling super calm like as of now right now Mm -hmm. but it was very hard week and just mentally not necessarily even physically Um, emotionally really mainly and so I'm just dealing with some emotional trials and other than that everything else truly is okay.
0: Isn't that weird? Isn't it weird how like when you how do I say this even though the ocean is like tumbly you still feel calm and centered and you know what I mean like I I know that in the past for me, when things would get out of whack, it would throw my internal world into a tailspin. And I think that's one good thing that's come out of 2020 is I'm learning. I'm getting better at sitting in the middle of turmoil and being all right inside myself when things outside myself aren't okay. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I've seen you grow in that regard, um, for sure. Because that wasn't a thing before. Um, but yeah, like I I feel good. I mean, there, it's still always in the back. It's kind of like having a lump in your throat, you know. But at the same time, like you know, everything around, like I'm I'm happy about things. <laughs> I'm just emotionally, you know. Distraught lately.
0: Mm-hmm. There, I, I told you this week. Like for me, it, it's been a struggle to um, not want to talk about the same shit every week when we get on yeah. doing the show.
1: Like, yeah, you were having a hard time with the show and just being repetitive and uh, negative.
0: Yeah, I was like I don't want to talk about all the stuff, but you know what? That that is what's going on. Yeah. On one hand, and, and you can't ignore it. Can't ignore it. And then on the other it's it really is a learning experience all of this. Like yeah. it's it's serving to teach me a lot about who I am and how I deal with stuff and I don't know about you guys out there, but it sure does seem like the the longer all of this goes on, I'm talking about like the quarantine and pandemic and the elections and the, all the riots and all that stuff and the protesting and all of that as a big soup, the longer it goes on, at least for me, when I see it, there's no, there's no end date to all of this. It's, it's an, that fish song, my, my sentence stretches on undefined and, that can be really difficult. And then thinking about that, wondering, well, am I ever going to know the end date of this thing? Is there ever going to come a time when I'm going to feel like it's done and over? And I started thinking about it this week and I was like, no, it's never going to be like it's that. Life. That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. That actually is life. And so at some point I got to get up and dust myself off. Because yeah,
2: there is no end date. Like, Like, okay... November eighth. Remember that? That was the day everything <laughs> went back to normal. Yeah, this is no. something that's going to slowly transition and
0: into whatever it's going to be.
2: And, yeah, yeah, into whatever it's going to be. And now we're starting to deal. I mean, because now there. I mean, life is happening too. So there's other, you know, other normal problems, things that happen these times of years. Like, what's on my mind is the fires right now. There's a lot of fires yeah. going on, and, and I mean, then that's a that happens every year, uh, but. You know, there's the normal parts of life, too. And then sometimes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I talked to. uh, Well, I jumped right in here. So my my week I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing better. I was struggling with work stuff. I mean, I'm still working my ass off uh, every week, which uh, which I like anyway. I mean, I like working, but learned to kind of calm down a little. Also, thanks. Thanks to Jake Weaver for his awesome advice on we're taking this new iodine. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah what is it the iodine and, and sel-
1: the um selenium sel- selenium, selenium. I was gonna um, say the, the, the stuff is
2: amazing <laughs> uh there's there's a book out there dr brownstein that wrote a book on this this stuff uh why you need it really iodine. gets your brain working good and stuff um so i'm balancing out there but then back to the fire thing i talked to my mom My mom lives up by uh uh, oakhurst was which is up by yosemite national park in the sierra nevada central california and there's a lot of fires going on right now and they're about 10 miles from where my folks ranch is Damn. up there They're heavy smoke uh, my nephew lives down in the valley by fresno and he said the entire san joaquin valley is just full of smoke so and who was we heard that up in, by Marin County and other places? I mean, there's so quite a bit it, going on if, in California. If you guys loved out loved all those people.
0: If you guys out there go over to Graham Lesch's Instagram page, um, friends of the family, uh, John and Liz Payne, recently lost their home to the CZ oh. Lightning Complex fire in the Santa Cruz Mountains. And I guess the post here says that John reached out to Graham in 2013, about Midnight North and his band Scary Little Friends doing at Cobb Hill in Santa Cruz. And since then, they've played countless shows together with Midnight North and Scary Little Friends, Elliot Peck and Friends, bar shows at Terrapin Crossroads and more. And then Graham says, our beards meant we were mistaken for brothers or each other quite often. I'd hope to visit their place again for a studio session, house concert or just hang out <clears throat> once the pandemic chilled out. I still hope to give them a chance to rebuild and then do all that stuff. So there, if you go to this post on Graham Lesh's Instagram, which is at Graham Lesh, there's a link in his profile to a GoFundMe to help John and Liz rebuild. And Graham goes on to say, obviously, there are no shortages of worthy causes these days, but if you can spare it, I hope you'll join me in helping two great people get back on their feet. Aww. So I, wow. I wanted to shout that yeah, out. That's, and thanks for bringing that up, Apple.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, that's a serious thing. It's fire. These This has been a very, very dry season uh, all over. So, in, in
0: more ways than just physical. Well, and then like Bro, Japan, yeah.
1: Japan was having like those typhoons and we're like, um, evacuating or telling a a million or more people to evacuate. That's crazy. Because of these crazy typhoons.
0: It's funny, you know, I I was sitting on the porch this morning and, um, you know, it's Sunday and it was really nice here. Yeah, Nice cool breeze. I was sitting out there with my coffee. I had my, my iPad. I was working on our new logo for the show. I was happy and I was like thinking back to last summer and, and Dick's and, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to put on uh, 2018 Gorge Fish because that was a really monumental show for Mel and I. And um, so I put on the second set, started with the tweezer, and immediately started crying. Immediately. And I was like drawing through tears and just like, I'm not crying, you're crying. And, and by yourself, by myself, <laughs> and like, and then laughing. Too like at memories of like certain moments in the song, I remembered some stuff happened and was laughing with like tears and I, and then um Simon came out and was sitting with me and I was like you know what Simon, and I think I said this to Apple too I, I was like I feel like a little kid yeah you said this to that got sent to my room and got my favorite toy taken away and I didn't do anything wrong I didn't do any I was being a good boy. Hanging out, but you're being taught a lesson, and anyway. I got taught a lesson for no reason. You're going in solo, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and it was a trip to like feel that feeling, and it and it made me realize like, and I thought I want to talk about this when we do the intro tonight.
2: When you said that to you, we do. I think everybody can. I, when you said that, it was like yeah, and, and that's the reaction to like 2020. It's like uh, I just want to lay on the ground sometimes and <laughs> kick and flail my feet because then. Not gonna change anything, but that feels good to do that sometimes. But it
0: sure felt good to channel that energy into creativity today. It felt good to to move that thought I, funk. Oh uh, no, no! What's the word I'm looking for when not missing something? I can't think of another word for it right now. Apps. I, I don't know. Don't try. <laughs> um, channeling that missing live music thing into creating art. And especially for us, like, you know, that represents who we are and whatever. Yeah. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, it's such an, a monumental thing in all of our lives. Music is so big, it represents so many things, it represents family, it represents fun. It represents getting outside of ourselves, spirituality, spirituality, community, connection, coping
1: with emotion, emotion.
0: I mean, I could, the list could just, we could do a scroll that could go around the planet and it's, it really like set the hooks in me and I've had a lot of doubt in my head during all of this that like, wow, live music could go away like that, that thing could disappear. And then looking at what's going on right now, if you pay attention on Instagram, yeah, there Andy is Fras- no fucking way, man. No,
1: Frasco and the no, kitchen dwellers and no. Mahali, they all did a show, a drive-in show. And there's so many people that are doing little things here and there. And I think Delaney and co, they were going to do something. Mm-hmm. So that is awesome. And get it as safe as you can be. And, and as, you know, and
0: you know what, this is coming out Tomorrow. We're actually part of a wedding that's happening down in Eugene, and anybody that lives up in the Pacific Northwest, you guys are invited. Um, If you want to check it out, there's a graphic up on the page, at No Simple Road, and that will give you instructions on how to get your invite to this one-of-a-kind wedding with the Higgs, and uh, High Step Society, and Sponge. Sponge, And two sets from each band, and camping, and the whole nine yards, man. So if you're interested in that, and you live up in these neck of the woods, it's going to be down in Venita, and you can go to No Simple Road uh, at No Simple Road d- to get your info. For don't
2: dilly dally because this is has a uh, small capacity on it to stay within all the guidelines and stuff. Oh yeah, that's so, that's right. So reach out. This is invite only. Hit us up. You're all invited.
0: All yeah. Even if you're on the East Coast and you want to fly out for one night, come on, man. Let's go. Let's go boogie. Put don't on your dancing yeah, shoes. Yeah. Ah, so, I don't know, man. I, I waffle back and forth between like, okay, I'm, I I can't, you know, every week when we crack the mics, like talking about everything that's going. And you know what, man? But we're working it out. We're working it out. And,
1: and honestly. I, and it's our show. This is literally our show. And if we're feeling funky we can't talk about it on our show. What the fuck?
0: That's true. You're true, Mel.
1: That's what I well, mean. It's,
2: and it's not like we're bringing stink. here. Everybody's feeling funky. Yeah, I mean, it'd be different if everything I'm not bringing was the like vibe down. I'm just, just like, saying, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, no, yeah, let's go to
1: Northwest Spring I don't yeah, want
2: to yeah, go. I think no. fuck it's like anything right now. You don't want to dwell on it or anything, no. but it is. It is what's happening. It's so what we live that's in. That's
1: the one reason why I don't like talking about my issues or. Whoa, problems or any of that is because I don't like like to disturb the vibe. I don't wanna change like oh man, that sucks, yeah, but you then then we can go
0: through it, I guess, at least we're going through it <laughs>
1: it's just an explanation you it's, gotta go I'm not through saying it to, it's, get to I'm it. not saying it's right or wrong, I'm just saying I don't be liking too harsh, than you. Vibe. harsh the vibe if i already got a harsh vibe let me just let me poop it out let me <laughs> fart it out let me burp it out let me run it out
0: so you asked me a question yesterday <laughs> and i want you to ask it again
1: um i asked aaron we were laying on the hammock and i said 2021 if everything is I don't want to say go back to normal, but if, if Just concerts open. are, yeah, if, if everything's open again, <laughs> however it's going to be, um, and things are booked, you know, lock-ins and festivals and strength summits and all of it, you know, concerts, um, what is your favorite one? Or what would you no, look forward to that's what you, yeah, uh, not seeing the most? So, yeah. Maybe not what's your favorite, but what would you like? You're buying your tickets no matter what.
0: Well, (laughs) I I'll I'll tell them the answer I gave yesterday. Immediately, I was like, I want to go see fish, and and then I was like, and Northwest String Summit, and then I was like, and Skull and Roses Festival, and (laughs) but and Lock in and Lockdown and And this and that (laughs) Electric (laughs) Forest. I I really do want to go see fish, and I really do love Northwest String Summit because it's our family close to
1: 20 20 minutes from our
0: door like and the people there are so wonderful anyway that is a great question to keep in the forefront of our minds as a community and a family we have talked to several musicians now and amongst ourselves that not having shit to look forward to sucks and is hard for a lot of us and so let's make up our own thing to look forward to and it's not to get our hopes up to get them dashed. It's so that this can... Our hearts can be a little lighter, man. Because I know I've had a heavy heart lately. And it, and the, the tone of the world is heavy. So if that little thing... If we can do that and lighten the mood for ourselves a little bit, let's do that. So, Mel, what's the one thing you're looking forward to the most? Not your favorite, but we'll, like 2020, everything's open... Girls are hula hooping in the streets. There's unicorns and everything's happening. What do you want? What am
1: I looking forward to? Like, I I don't know. I guess just like a real good old fashioned vacation from everything without feeling bad about going anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -mm. just...
0: Oh, like you shouldn't be traveling. Yes, okay, okay. you know, yeah, like. Okay. I, I, without the constraints. It, so.
1: That's what it is. It's, I guess the the freedom from constraint is yeah. what I'm looking forward to, you know, because yes. I definitely want to go see Sydney and I want to go to L.A. and hang out with them. And I also I love Northwest String Summit. That was that was the one that I was really looking forward to. And because we were involved with so many amazing festivals last year, like just thinking back, like. The time that we had in Ventura with Skull and Roses, like, that's priceless, you know? So, I guess just the <laughs> the freedom, that's what I mean, the freedom back is really what I'm looking forward to. All right, Apple, your well, turn. That,
2: well, that's one of those, quite like you said, this was asked yesterday and at first, I mean, it's one you need to answer quickly, but then you immediately want to change your answer or <laughs> add to it. Mm-hmm. So, mine, when Aaron asked me, and now I just heard her worded a little differently too, but mine immediately was northwest string summit and then it was like a going like a more specific moment and i was like drop me in and well now i'll expand on that too because i was like okay drop me into saturday night at string summit because that's the night where they have like all the costumes and that bowl is just going off that's the moment but then thinking about it more it's like drop me into saturday night at any show at fish at the Gorge a Saturday night, the middle of the run of the festivals, right? It's always like that Saturday night is that's like the meat of the sandwich. You know, all the rest, but that's the night where you just get that second wind after a whole day. And it it just dropped me on Saturday night at fish, fish Dicks the gorge, uh, string summit.
1: I'll tell you what too. I was some, for some reason thinking about it today. Um, and I really do miss going to shows. Like I, well, I mean, because that's not the predominant thought <laughs> in my I head. I looked at Mel
2: like, duh. Well, yeah, you, well, <laughs> it's not my predominant not, thought. I can't wait
1: to go it, to a show. Can't wait to go and to a show. Mel
2: hasn't her whole life. You haven't gone to shows your no, whole life. Like no. it, it, it wasn't like a mainstay. It was. Now, not. it that's was, good to hear you say that. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, it is. Mel's no, like, I'm
1: I miss. I do miss I'm a show. Like, show. like I was realizing. How much I was working this year based on how little I was working last year. Uh-huh. And I, I I was laughing to myself. And then I was like, I was enjoying every second
0: away. You know, fuck around and become management.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no. Well, that's the thing.
2: It's a trip with work, too, because we're so big. I thought that like I've been thinking My it. it's like how how did I go to festivals last year? We're so fucking busy. It wasn't yes. that busy. But it wasn't that busy lad. It, like with what I do, it it is just insane since March. Well, People want it was weed busy. more than ever and groceries more yeah, than ever yeah. and consuming <sighs> is at internet an all time high kinda.
0: Yeah, man. So keep that in your head, guys. Think about that question this week. Like what what one thing are you really looking forward to when Next everything's year? back yeah. open and We're all going to shows again. What one show are you looking forward to? What one experience really makes you feel good? And, you know, that what I was talking about earlier about this morning, sitting on the porch, listening to the gorge fish from last year and and tears streaming down my face. That's not a bad thing, man. That is not a bad feeling. That's a feeling of like overwhelming joy and missing something that you love. And that's okay. That's that's gratitude for the thing and joy that you ever got to even experience that thing in the first fucking place, man. And That
2: like you just said, that's tears for the family. That's like your long long like your cousin you haven't seen and yeah. and in a year or you're supposed to but you're gonna get to see him. It's just you gotta wait and see when. Yeah. yeah. Trying to work out those deets right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, I just wanted to shout out um, Chris, Chris Dyer. Yeah, man. Oh I was my gonna God. do that yeah. he... shit. <laughs> I feel like I want him on the show every week. He's so positive and uplifting. And even through trials and hardships and stuff that's super painful, he seems so comfortable expressing it. And I just learned so much about how to express myself by just watching his demeanor and how he's so candid about everything that breaking up with the love of his life because of, you know just drifting away like that's a hard thing to just put out there and he did it as beautifully as I could have ever seen it like
0: Chris Dyer is a mensch he
1: is an artist in every way and I am so grateful to have spoken with him I'm glad that he's in our life Aaron just ordered me the dopest hooded blanket from um, positivecreations.net. Did you finally pick one? I did finally <laughs> pick one, the Kundalini Rising. Um, but I just wanted to say a personal thank you to him um, and to his artwork and to his life because it's really helping me to learn how to be more vulnerable and even just articulate it and bring it out.
0: Yeah, I, I sent him a little note. You did? I did. And, uh, you know, Hey, Chris, if if you happen to hear this, just know that the No Simple Road family loves you and we stand with you, brother. And yeah. and we're here with you and we feel you. And that's we're, really
2: we're awesome to see,
0: see a man bear his soul and heart. Uh, yeah. It's he, beautiful.
1: He, the way he talked about the whole, you know, masculinity or whatever, like everybody has emotions, you know, everybody gets sad or happy or whatever. Like that, how do we expect men to just repress their emotions? Cause they're a man like him bringing that up. Another way to like bring a barrier down. Like anybody can freaking cry. It doesn't matter what your genitals look like. You can cry.
0: Wow. I never thought about it like that, but yeah, that's true. And Bringing it back to Kenny Roby, this week's Kenny. guest, like that's one of the things that really shocked—not shocked me, but struck me—about our conversation with him was the depth of emotion that came from him around Neil and mm-hmm. and what everything. Well, that he happened. was
1: an emotional person.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, all, most artists are emotionally wired people you know emotional folks
1: That's you just felt it when we first his you, voice yeah is you could hear everything. that
0: that this was something that he's working out still and it was an honor to have that talk with him and to be part of that process so kenny man um thank you for being on the show with us again thanks Kenny, and thanks for taking the time a day to hang out with no simple road man it means the world to us and i know our listeners are going to dig it and apple one more time Will you tell me um, what the name of the album is? I forgot. The, Res- the Reservoir. That's
2: right. Yeah, and this this is an emotional, really good album. Uh, you need to. This is an yeah. album. This is an album you put on. Uh, I, for me, it's like one that I've enjoyed listening to to myself. Kind of. It's yeah. not one you put on while you're out on the patio. Hanging out, and I mean, you can in the back, but it's not really a background album. I
0: guess is
1: no, what I'm this saying. is a foreground
2: this re- album for it's sure. Yeah, this like requires a diary
1: attention. entry that yeah.
0: you're listening into. You want to pay attention to this, this, and so yeah. But we're gonna do the business. We're gonna get you to the interview right yeah. now. So go follow us at No Simple Road on Instagram and at No Simple Road on Facebook. If you head over to no simple road and you click on Gear at the top in the oh menu. My God, our gear our Mel gear. got her new racerback tee. He
1: said he wanted to take pics, but he didn't.
0: I haven't, had, haven't had the That's chance little yet. photo photo I've shoot. had the
1: shirt on for two days straight. <laughs> anyway. The face mask. Oh, face yeah. Masks face mask. They really are. John, Shout out John B. again. Always repping the show. Always supporting the, the family,
0: man. Uh, John Looking B. is... Looking great doing it. Um, And then there's hoodies and t-shirts, and the new logo design will be up on some t-shirts. I got to... I got to figure out how I'm going to do that one. I don't know if what we're doing there yet, but he's, he's almost he's almost there. We can, we uh, we're, can so smell it. <laughs> we're so we're, close. We're so
2: we're we're so stoked with it. And Aaron's going to tweak some things and figure out uh, when it's perfect.
0: Yeah, and then also if you want to do something special for No Simple Road, and you don't want to spend any money. You can go on um, Apple Podcasts or whatever device or system or thing you're listening to us on and leave us a five-star review and a few little words of love and wisdom for us there. And I'll interject real quick. We did get one
2: review on Friday. Uh, This is from Brown Ale Guy. On Friday, he said, Great shows, five stars. Alex Jordan and Billy String shows were especially great. Keep up the good work.
0: Mm
1: Alex. Jordan and Billy String. Thank you,
2: Brown Ale Guy.
0: Yeah, that's what. I was, what Brown Ale Guy? Yeah. Thank you, Brown Ale Guy. We appreciate that. That is super cool. And see, you could be like Brown Ale Guy, and next week we'd be yeah. reading your thing on the air. But. You'll never know unless you do it. Well, so. beyond
2: that, it just gives us that warm feeling. It's like, a, like a hot buttered rum. It's yeah. just kind of like, mm. yeah. And
0: then if you want to take the extra step, like our friend Carrie J did, and sign up on Patreon as a new patron. Carrie J! Carrie J, J. Carrie J we speak your name. <laughs> you can give a <laughs> buck you, or more a month, and that helps us keep No Simple Road going, and gives us the mental space and creative freedom to keep doing this thing that we love doing so yeah. much and bringing to you guys every week. And I'm not going to make any promises or say any bullshit out of school. I'm just going to say that there's more stuff coming your way in the following weeks. So stay tuned because we have some ideas. Our, our manager, non-manager Jake <laughs> Weaver has come <laughs> up with some ideas for the show and we are going to be implementing those in the weeks to come. So stay tuned for that stuff. And you know, yeah, a little more know. interaction, yep. the different things. So that's stuff. that's the business side of our world, and I don't know. That's it. We're going to get you to the, the interview. business. So Patreon. dot com forward slash No Simple Road, Www.no simple nosimpleroad. Uh, dot com for all of your No Simple Road world news sports and weather and tepid line. yeah
1: oh, oh. Nine seven one.
0: thank you for reminding we got, me oh we got we a, got a really amazing we did get an amazing trip report, trip report I that's didn't right this. I'm, gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna play it for you right now
3: hello it's me again um sending all the love from the midwest it is a foggy morning in cincinnati and i am barely awake yet so here's a trip report A band called High Rider came to town on Saturday night. Um, They're a dead tribute band from Indiana, and they kind of have a lock on the tri-state of Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. Um, They were the first band that played dead music that I saw live. It was at a festival called Good People Good Times in 2016. Shout out to Derek Howard. Love you, brother. Me and my homies were chilling by this beautiful pond and I hear some ripping and roaring coming from the barn. So I go in there to check it out and I walk in the whole band's decked out in tie dye. The crowd's getting down and the guitar player is looking me dead in the eyes with this childlike cartoonish grin on his face. And I look over and ask this whole head next to me. I'm like, who the fuck is this? This is sweet. He goes, high rider, dead cover band, boogies on into the crowd. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is pretty fucking dope. Um, And I watched the set, and I didn't recognize any of the music, but I remember really enjoying it. Um, And that would honestly plant the first seed of what would result in me falling in love with this music. So High Rider played on Saturday. And it was a doozy. The first set was Let the Good Times Roll and To Feel Like a Stranger, which that was enough on its own to turn me into a six-year-old. Um, just, oh, they're playing my song! When, uh, during Stranger, because, I mean, come on. It's just one of them. Uh, Althea, Me and My Uncle, Into Cumberland Blues, Black Peter, which those two were really cool to hear after listening to the good old Grateful Dead cast and hearing the backstories behind those, especially Black Peter with how crazy that shit was and hearing it in a more refined context, I guess. And um, so, yeah, that was really cool. Um, All Over Now, Expressway to Your Heart, Peggy O, I Need a Miracle, Into Wang Dang Doodle to finish off the first set. So it was amazing. Um, It was my first time seeing the music performed, regardless of who's playing it, truly loving it. Um, Quarantine has been the time period when I've really sunken my teeth into the dead's catalog and soaked up as much as I can, learned as much as I can, and just fallen so deeply in love with the music everything surrounding the music and everything that that fountain projected out into the world and um I looked over at my beloved Holly and she just like with this sigh of relief almost went I'm so glad you love this music and I'm like well yeah me too I slept on it for years I always had respect for it but I slept on it um and another friend came up to me and was like, it's so awesome watching you love this music, because I've been into this shit since I was like 16 or 17, and seeing the magic on your face is just amazing, and that one hit me because, you know, it it felt like a minor initiation, this show did, you know, it was, was, I, I was... Seeing the music performed, again, regardless of who's playing it, I was seeing the music performed for the first time with a heart open enough to love the music back as it was loving me. And during the first set, there was this fucking sunset that was just this beautiful vermilion glow of embers surrounded by gold and pink that I found out that a lot of my internet friends had taken pictures of that same sunset. And I thought that was really cool um, because so many people as individuals spread all across the city were made still by it for a second in unison and stopped to admire that at that same moment, which I thought was beautiful because it, I, I found hope in that sunset. I found better days poking their heads around the corner and saying, hang on just a little bit longer, stay strong. Hang on just a little bit longer because we'll be back soon. And I thought that was really neat. It meant a lot to me. And then you turn around, there's not a cloud behind us, except it's the night sky poking up above the horizon with the brightest waxing gibbous moon up there, which, I mean, the moon is the moon. Come on. So set two was one big, long jam. There was no breaks between songs. Help on the way, Slipknot, Franklin's Tower. What the fuck? Playing in the band, Eyes of the World, Terrapin Station. What the fuck? Throwing stones, Not Fade Away, and then back into playing in the band because who the fuck doesn't love a nice and tasty sandwich? Um, Heavy hitters swinging for the fences with home runs every time. So not only did I get to see Feel Like a Stranger playing in the band Eyes of the World and Throwing Stones, which are four out of five of my favorite dead songs, but I got to see live music again. And it was awesome also seeing how respectful people were being of the circumstance in the air. Um, You know, you had to buy your tickets in a group and you either got a picnic table or you got a little roped off section. And when people weren't in their little bubbles on the way to the bar or the bathroom or just traveling, uh, they were wearing their masks and people were like staying distance. And of course, with exceptions, you know, how are you gonna get a bunch of hippies to follow rules like that? Um, but for the most part, people were doing their part. And honestly, that's what it's gonna take for us to get this train chugging again, is for people to just kinda get over themselves, suck it up a little bit and do their part. To, to say, like, we can do this safely, um, because it is possible, and uh, High Rider was an example of that. Um, so it was great to be back home with the family, and um, for the first time, seeing the music, not feeling like I was observing it from the sidelines, but actually actively participating in it, which was a big deal for me. And, um, I had all my favorite people around me and the, the band was just on fire. Like there is something building with, with creatives. And once that gate opens and once that door gets knocked down, it's going to fucking fly, baby. There's so much building and and it's, and, and once things loosen up to the point where we can start consistently having these shows again it's gonna be fucking huge man um it's it's gonna be fucking huge and i'm and i'm and i'm so grateful that i got to basically uh get a jump as if my heart was one car battery and the music was another i got a jump um and everybody else did too I got to look into a stranger's eyes and see that spark. I haven't been able to do that since February. So I'm still riding that wave through this work week. And um, hopefully hopefully somebody else can find joy in that story. Uh, I enjoy telling it. Uh, I'm sure there's stuff I missed, but, you know, If I were to catch everything, it would take a half hour for me to go through this. So maybe, hopefully, sometime we can have a more in-depth conversation about this kind of stuff. Um, But in the meantime, I'll check back soon. And, um, you know, I want to cook y'all motherfuckers dinner. Uh, So, yeah, I love you guys so much. Uh, Thank you for being you. Thank you for doing what you do. I have to go to work and pull weeds for six hours, which can be meditative sometimes, but, you know, uh, yeah, so much love and gratitude for you guys. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check back in soon. Be well, have a good week.
0: Wow. Well, well, very, oh, yeah, very well said,
2: Eli. You could cook us dinner anytime. I'm not picky. Bring it. Oh,
4: <laughs> he's that, not. That was awesome, dude. And that
0: <clears throat> yeah, that pretty much sums up everything we were talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling the tepid line, Eli, and sharing that fun story.
0: If you're it feels good to know that somebody's
2: out that, that this does. is that, that we're starting to hear this more and more. It's every like week um of people going time, to shows. You
1: and, know when the flowers bear the first yeah. ones start to bloom. Did you um, see the
2: tree down this tree the street? with the the, the cherry mm, tree with the, the white daffodils. blossoms. The daffodils, the daffodils are usually the daffodils
0: are the announcers daffodils. of spring so up here. So
1: Eli was our little daffodil for the 2020. Yeah, man. So <laughs> thanks. We Eli. love you
0: Eli. Thank you for that. If you yourself you right there yep. in the garden, yep, you that one. in in your house. Well, probably all everybody's in their house. Uh, <laughs> if you want to yeah. call the tepid line, the number is 971-808 1524 it's nine seven one eight oh eight one five two four and you can leave your message there or you could do what Eli did and just email no road at gmail.com a voice message and we'll play it on the show man yeah and then you can spread love and positivity yeah and you know what he said that uh show got him through the is carrying him into the work week well it's it's Tuesday today or Monday, and the work work week is about to start. And I hope that Eli's message goes with you into your work week, and yeah. you carry that with you, man. And that ripple goes out and spreads, and everybody's happy this week. So we're gonna get you to the interview without no ado, none, no zero ado. ado. I'm not gonna wait one more not second. Want to do the No Simple Road Crew gives you Kenny Roby. Roby. you be quiet Uh i'll be quiet hi mel hey hi apple i was told to be quiet well no like (laughs) like not quiet in the sense of being quiet but like quiet hi everybody not doing things. hi everyone hi apple hey we're we're in our new recording space how's it sound out there studio yeah
1: yeah, let us know uh, how this show sounds.
0: And and
2: there will be pictures soon, as soon as we're we're. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna do. going be us. setting it up for mm-hmm. sound. One of my favorite
0: decoration. things about the new setup is that Apple's tea is across the room. That makes me well, happy.
1: We'll get a little side table for him to have. On. <laughs> we'll hook it up. We we're still in the midst of everything.
2: So anti tea over here, Aaron. Well, mm hmm.
1: Anti ice ice cubes. <laughs>
0: anti ice cubes. Yeah. Hey. Kenny.
5: Here. Yeah.
0: How are you doing, man? Good. How are you?: I'm good, brother. I'm relaxing into a Saturday, late morning, early afternoon. How about yourself?
5: I'm good. Sounds like your microphone's a lot more pro than mine.
0: <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry about it, man. I got magical editing <laughs> software that'll hook us up.: <laughs>
5: um, oh, no, I'm good.
0: I'm going to let the other two introduce themselves to you that are here.
1: Oh, hey, Kenny. Okay. um, It's Mel, and then we have Apple.
0: Oh, yeah, and,
2: the, and this is Apple over here.
5: Mel and Apple? Hey,
2: guys. Yeah. And thank you for joining us on Saturday and giving us some of your time.
5: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, man, of course. Like, we were just sitting out on the porch a little while ago listening to your stuff, and man, thanks for doing what you do, you know, the the thing that comes to mind listening to your music, Kenny, is just the heart of it and the, the craftsmanship of the songwriting. Like it's really, really awesome, man. And, you know, being part of Royal Potato and all that, like you just feel like part of the family even before we met you. Yeah. Thank you. yeah. So I'm curious, man, like in listening to the stuff that we were listening to this morning, like, like I said, there's that depth of soul that's in that. And it, it always impresses me when I hear stuff like that, because it's, first of all, really difficult to get that stuff out. And second, it can seem, it would give me anxiety personally. Is it tough for you yep. to get in front of people and, and bury your soul like that? and um.
5: Yes and no. I mean, sometimes it's tough to sort of get in the groove and reach some kind of depth in certain audiences. Um, it, it's, it's weird when, when people are really paying attention. Like, say, you're playing a small venue and it's more of a bar or whatever um, or it's more of a hang. Sometimes you can let it go even more because you don't feel the pressure um, than when an audience is super attentive. Um, so there's less anxiety, and then sometimes it's it's harder because um, you're trying to give a piece to yourself, and it's not really received, and oh, wow. um, and that, that can be tough because I think the the best performance art um, it does require an audience. Um, it's a different thing than making a record and somebody listening. I think there's a sort of um, a powerful thing that happens when people listen to music, um, obviously, and and a sort of a higher new kind of art is created between the listener and, and the art they're listening to, or that they're looking at, um, or reading. Um, uh, but, but there's a different energy when it's a live performance and there's a live audience, um, that it's sort of like, uh, the artist sometimes is only as good as, as the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it kind of goes both ways. I think they work together. Um, to create, you know, at least magic with the lowercase I I don't know about all the other stuff, <laughs> but, um, you know, we want, that's this religious. Um, I don't know if we'll go there. It's not Sunday yet, mm-hmm. but, um, it's... but yeah, it's, it's, it can be difficult, it, you know, it can, be it can be extremely difficult and it can be extremely easy. Um, it's kind of like hanging out with the right people. Oh. You know, if you communicate with somebody, it's, it should be easy. It shouldn't be hard. If it's hard to communicate with them, um, then you can't force it. And it just has to be what it is in that conversation. Um, but if they receive you, um, sometimes it's easier to give more. I don't even know if that's conscious, you know, or a conscious thing. I think it's unconscious that it's just like you kind of just, for lack of a better word to quote, like Doug's arm, you just kind of groove with the audience and vice versa. And then that's when it's the highest form of performance art. I think when it's, when both those people kind of reach each other at a hundred percent. Um, but that can be far and few between. I know a, a lot of other performers say the same thing. It's really hard to, to do that night after night. Um, magic doesn't happen every night. And and it can happen when you least suspect it. Right. Sometimes you think, "Oh, this will be just right. It's perfect." And then it's forced, and you know, for lack of a better term, it's kind of awful sex. When you're like, "Well, we both want each other. We're we're good looking, and we were attracted <laughs> to each other." What what happened? You know? And then you just show up in the strangest place, and then there's magic, and you're like, "Oh, there's forty people here," um, um, and and it's just some uh, uh, sort of an event happens. Uh, uh, for lack of a better term, you sort of spiritual experience, and you just never know when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in a band environment where you got the audience, you got members of the band, everybody's on or off, or the people are different. But, you know, it's to have all that stuff working and firing on all cylinders. It's pre, you know just the numbers aren't on your side always. Yeah, the stars <laughs> you know?
0: have to align perfectly for that to be
5: sure. Man, yeah, it. Yep.
2: No, wait. I was going to say, we got it back. I got to stop Aaron for a sec. I do this. We, we, yeah,
0: we do
3: this.
2: <laughs> we, we, Aaron does this. Aaron, we, we're excited to talk talk to you, and we forgot to have you. We, we know who you are. And for our listeners, <laughs> if you will introduce yourself. Thanks, Apple. To our listeners, tell them who you are and uh, when, what you're up to right now, man.
5: <laughs> uh, well, uh, Listeners, my name is Kenny Roby, and I'm up to talking to the folks on No Simple note podcast. That's what I'm up to. Yeah, on, this right on. Fun Saturday.
0: So, <laughs> back to what we were saying, man. Like that m- magic with the lowercase m is the thing that, like, has made me a music fan. You know, from mm-hmm. sitting in a room on acid at 18, listening to Are You Experienced. To my first Greyfriar mm-hmm. Dead show, to thirty whatever years later, to now, that is the exact thing that has kept me going back and doing No Simple Road mm-hmm. and talking to you, and and I, I can remember the moment that that happened. I can like pinpoint it. I bring up listening to Are You Experienced, like that was literally it for me. Like, wow, there's something else going on here. Do you remember back to a moment like that for yourself that you were like, Holy shit, this music thing is way bigger than I thought it was?
5: Besides the time that I was on acid at sixteen, sitting on the of mountain list listening to Black Sabbath and watching hawks fly around. Um, which they were probably buzzards, but I swear they were hawks.
4: They're hawks. Um,
5: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> or eagles or whatever they were. Um, whatever magical creatures they were. Right. Um I don't really know, you know, there was, there was experiences when I was a kid. Um, I don't know of any like, sort of like Paul on the road to Damascus moments where I got knocked off my horse. Um, I, I was, I was in a punk rock band when I was 15. I joined the band as a singer. They already had the band formed for a few years and they were all a little bit older than me and um, some of them were in college, and one was in like high school and I was 15, and um, you know, there's just some, at times, as far as a performer, some pretty euphoric experiences could open up for all kinds of people who were my heroes when I was, before I was even 17. Um, So I had a lot of stage experience, my my dad was a choir director as well, on the opposite end of the punk rock spectrum, (laughs) you know, and so, (laughs) So, you know, I got a few spiritual experiences, I guess you would say, you know, um, as a kid with music, um, it was an escape for me. You know, I definitely like a lot of kids had big fat, um, seventies, realistic headphones with the curly, um, whatever they're called, like the pigtail wires, you know, stick it into an old Panasonic stereo or whatever, um, uh, with stolen records from my brother, um anything from Steve Miller to Stevie Wonder to my sister's, these um, records. Um, and, you know, stuff like Kenny Rogers and then older country like Hank Williams and old Ray Charles records. Um, I always kind of escaped into it. Um, and, uh, you know, I had, uh, I was the youngest of six kids, so it was definitely an escape from the volume of my house to crank up those headphones.
0: That's like your space. Um, at. That that becomes like your your secret space your your
5: little yeah hideaway. I think it did yeah it did I you know um, and I hated being there like a lot of teenagers did so yeah that was my hideaway to turn off the lights and pretend I was somewhere else um, and I did go other places I think I think the listening to the like the whalers especially early whalers um, like 60s Bob Marley and the Whalers before oh. they became Bob Marley and the Whalers as a kid, you know, or as a teenager with the headphones on, that's probably where I went, you know, on vacation the most, so, so to speak. Wow. Um, I mean, regardless of drugs, it was just a matter yeah. of like, I just felt that stuff, you know? Um, I really, and that's the thing, it was cool, like, Neil Patel and Dave Schools and I were all, like, you know, big, big reggae fans, so it was kind of interesting, these people in this whole different world are all big old reggae fans. Um, and, uh, so we had that in common and that to talk about, but yeah, when Neil and I toured around Europe in the nineties, you know, always listening to old reggae stuff and I always loved to, I always loved to kind of, I, I didn't see much of a jump between like bluegrass, like hillbilly and hillbilly country, like forties and fifties harmonies mm-hmm. and like mountain harmonies from Jamaica. It seemed pretty close to the same thing to me.
0: Well, know? now I got to go back and listen. Um, <laughs> See, yeah I, I never yeah I
5: mean it was that same deep lonesome you know sound um, and something that was sort of achieved with all those people singing together on the mountain so to speak um, that really took it somewhere else for me that was sort of spiritual I guess you could say Wow. Um, I still feel that way I, I like things that almost like it conjures up something older and more ancient than, than the time that it's in you know, and I always felt that way about older bluegrass, um, especially the family brothers. I feel like there was just ghosts flying all around those people when they sang or, you know, old Irish music or um, or reggae harmonies, you know, mm-hmm. um, stuff like Poulter and, and the Whalers and all that stuff. I just love those kind of harmonies. And I grew up with harmony singing in my house. So that's, yeah. that's probably something to do with as
0: well. I mean, if you think about it, on a spiritual level, that mm-hmm. music is infused with the vibration of the <clears throat> experience of those people and the ancestral line, and and not just like in the mountains in Jamaica, but like you said, the in the Blue Ridge Mountains or wherever, mm-hmm. there's that mm-hmm. that vibration that comes from your experience of life and the people that have infused who you are and and what you've become and then that becomes the music that you're making and that goes out and I I'm with you 100% those ghosts are real man and that that's an exciting like when you can conjure that thing and it's not I don't even know is that even intentional in making music that you're thinking about that or is that just a a byproduct of doing something purely from your soul
5: yeah I, you know and i don't know that's so hard to know if like you were asking me like how you get there and expose that and, and show any kind of depth i mean i think all people you know i would hope you know that all people have some kind of depth and i think the more that we kind of get out of the way of it that, that kind of comes through and so you know um, just like a good record or any good art, you just don't want to get in there and screw it up, you know, get in the way of it. Yeah. Um, maybe same spiritually or in, or, or whatever it is, you know, um, just to get out of the way and, um, not covered up with whether it's the ego or, or just, um, complicated, you know, mm-hmm. with just just being human <laughs> yeah. um, and our experience and our past and, and our ways of thinking and just kind of get in the way of that stuff and it's I guess I guess to that point it's it might be sort of meditative. I think that's when I am at my best when I sing or write or you know, on a stage or in the studio, uh, to where I'm just not thinking about it. And it's sort of just it's that holding those two things of like I'm super concentrated, but I'm not picking it apart, and um, I'm, you're just kind of in the groove, so to speak, mm-hmm. just sort of on the beam, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that I think people overthink stuff a lot in music and art. Um, you have to do your work, you know. You have to to practice, and you have to learn and practice writing and practice performing years to get good enough to, to get out of your own way. <laughs> it's kind of the yeah, irony it of happen. it, you know? <laughs>
4: That's yeah,
5: and, and, and I think a lot of people do overthink it, and I think people are super self-conscious. And that can work for some people because then it creates a vulnerability. But I mean, the goal is to sort of have your eyes roll back into your head, you yeah. know? Mm. Um, without thinking about enforcing that too much, you know? And my heroes growing up did that, whether they were Bob Marley, or whether they were just drummers, you know, um, from the Clash, or any of that stuff. I think right. those people just sort of just became a bit possessed, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. um, you know, I love Randy Newman. I don't think he got real possessed, but that's a whole different you know? story.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a difference.
5: Um, well, and. and and there's a little bit of caricature going on, too. It's like, I fully believe everything about Ray Charles, but I think it was a little bit of an act at times, too. You Just, know? Yeah, the, yeah, sometimes there, the there stick was a theater in it. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. There was a little theater in it, and sometimes his voice became a bit of a caricature, you know? We, um, we, some of his tricks became, you know, like he always used that pitch, so the little pop and crack, you know, that went on <laughs> Ray Charles' voice. Like, later on, I was like, oh, that's a trick. That's you know? a
0: signature, yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, that we always talk about that, like like that, like Ray Charles, all one of our favorites. We look at it kind of like it's a conjuring, it's like a shaman, you're channeling. One mm-hmm. of our favorites is Tom York from Radiohead. Like yeah. Radiohead, you know, they turn in. There's a certain character to it, but it's also they're so open to that channeling of the the magic, whatever. That it, it's amazing to see some of those that just have it so naturally and are so in tune with it, and like Jared. Yeah, or- <laughs>
5: seeing
0: to <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> and and isn't that the trick i mean i think about it in terms of conversation because that's what mm-hmm. we do and you know you mm-hmm. talk about being on the beam there's there's a definite beam in conversation as well and that sure. eye, eyes roll back in the head i guess i guess they call it active listening is is what it is but the that thing can carry over into infusing all different parts of your life and not just those moments on stage, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, don't you carry that with you when you leave the stage and, and then it starts to become active meditation is just moving through life.
5: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's the whole thing is that, you know, um, I, you read about like Buddhist monks or whether whether or Christian monks or whatever. Um, and, you know, they, they they can't just go stay on the mountain the whole time. What's the point? And the point is to get out in the world and be of the world, or in the world at least. Um, and and it's that's the hope, is that you sort of just stay in the groove or what you know, I mean I keep using that term, but you know, whether it's meditative or whatever it is, right. It's just to sort of be yourself and you know, there are going to be, just like in performance, there are going to be times where people just don't get you. You know, they just don't get me. They just, and it's no use trying to explain it. Mm-hmm. It's just best to just go, okay, we don't play together well. We don't group together. We don't talk together well. You would think that we would get together great. All of our friends said we should hang out and talk, <laughs> you know, but then you get together and you're like, yeah, just doesn't, you know, something, whatever it is, yeah. there's just not that thing. And, I've experienced that musically with people who you play with someone who's just amazing, and and as far as technically, and they do all. You think that when you see them play with other people, they do all the right stuff, and then you play with them, and you're like, eh. you know, oh, it just didn't. It, happen. It's good, but it just doesn't have that thing. You know, it should be easy, as Paul McCartney and Keith Richards and Tom Waits and all those people say. Yeah, it should be easy, and life is too short to when you don't have to at least to try to converse musically or spiritually or just conversationally, um, or just hanging out with people you don't group with, you know? And I think that's something you, when you get older, you do start to see that you kind of sweat that stuff less. Um, and you just move on quicker. I think it's a, it's a, the older you get, and the more you practice life. I think you sort of, you, of course correct a little sooner. Yeah. Um, before you go in the ditches, you're like, oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. okay. You know? I don't and, have to and crash. You have to, and you drive slower. You know, yeah, you <laughs> it's do. Sort of like when, when you get older, you, you just drive slower, mm-hmm. and you drive through life a little slower, and then you don't feel the bumps as chaotically. You don't flip into the ditch as much. Yeah. Um, because it's no big deal. You're going to get there. Totally. You
0: know? I. That's funny that you said that, man. I was when you were talking before you brought up being getting older, I was like, yeah, what he's talking about is experience from living life. And then you said that I was like, "Yep, okay, definitely. And it does. I think it comes, at least for me, it came from driving way too fast for a long time Mm -hmm. and hitting the ditch over and over and over again. Same (laughs) ditch. Yeah. Same ditch too. Whoops. Yep. And then finally realizing like, I don't know, maybe in my late thirties, was getting ready to turn 40 it was when i was like oh i don't have to do that i can like take my time and cultivate stuff and then then all the, the things kind of open up at that point point. and for you i, I kevin sent me a, a bio of yours and uh it talked a little bit about you turning 40 and and you know, writing songs with Neil and stuff. And so is the reservoir that, or is, are those songs that you wrote on your own?
5: Um, I, I, you were a little muffled there. I didn't, I didn't fully hear you said that when I, was, I turned 40 and I was writing songs with Neil. Yeah. Is Oh, it, well, no, the, the, I was writing songs and sending, like when Neil, he heard the first songs that I was writing. Um, I just turned, uh, th- there might've been something in there in the stuff from Kevin and some of the bio stuff that when I, I turned 40 for the memories and birds record, uh, um, okay. around okay. that time, the last solo record I did. And then we did uh, two six string drag records, my band in between this record and that record. Okay. So in that seven year break, um, the, the stuff with Neil, like Neil and I toured Europe in, in, in the late nineties and, and, and we, we didn't really write too much together. It was more, we would just show each other songs and then we'd play with each other, um, at these solo shows that we were playing together. You know, we would, we would trade songs. And, um, but as far as the reservoir, I was writing a lot of stuff. Uh, late 2018, early 2019, mm. um, and Neil heard. You know, Neil and I have been you know friends for a long time, um, and you know we would hear each other stuff either out in public or, or giving it you know each other demos or whatever. Or um, or Gary would, uh, who was our both of our friend and manager, Gary Waldman. Um, would send us each other stuff sometimes, what we're working on. Mm -hmm. Um, And Gary sent Neil a few of the songs back in April or May of 2019. And Neil texted me and said, Hey, I heard some of the new stuff from Gary. I'm really, really digging it. It seems like it's kind of next level for you. And um, and then he was like, send me some more when you make more demos or if you have any more. And I sent him the first song that ended up on the record, Don't You Know What's On My Mind. And he started texting me immediately and then calling me, which Neil didn't normally do, just text. um, But he was calling me. I was like, why can Neil call? (laughs) And uh, and I looked at his text before I called him back, and he was like, man, uh, I got to talk to you about this song. He said, "Uh, um, man, uh, I just want to let you know that I would, I think, this is a paraphrase, but he said something like, "I would I'll walk a hundred miles through barbed wire to be involved in this record," oh, and uh, and but you know which is awesome. But Neil and I are full of hyperbole as well as songwriters. <laughs> so I mean I, that was a lot. It was really really saying a lot because before he would say things like, "Oh, it's really great," blah blah blah, and I can't believe this and that, and he'd get excited and we both get really excited <laughs> about stuff. But um, but it, this was a little beyond the normal Neil hyperbole. And, uh, so I called him and he was like, man, I, I'm at a loss for words. He was like, I want to be involved in some way. He said, I'll help produce. He said, or I'll play guitar or I'll produce and not play any guitar. I don't care if I play on it. i just going to help with it. He said, and if you don't want any of that, uh, I'll help you get it to someone who will produce it and can help you or label or whatever it is. I want to help wow. them. Help, these songs need wow. to get heard. Um, and so, I talked to him a few times on the phone and, and then, you know, through some texting back and forth, um, about approach and from sending him a few other songs, we kind of came to the conclusion that, yeah, it would be best if he produced the record and he'd play some guitar and sing on it. And we we're going to get him to play a little piano. Cause I, I love the way Neil plays piano. He's very good. Um, he was a very good. Uh, accompanist a um, on piano. He didn't play too much. um, and, uh, he played like I would play piano if I was playing, if mm-hmm. I could play and I played along with my stuff. So, um, uh, yeah. And then we just started from there, just talking about approach to the record and what the vision was for it and, um, you know, who we might want to play on it. So, um, so, so basically at that point I was just sending him a lot of demos and he was just, you know, we were trying to, would it let down to 10 to 12 songs, which was kind of hard because I'd written a bunch. So.
0: Yeah he we, we met a couple of times and he really seemed like the kind of person that uh was very good at encouraging art to come out of people that was something mm-hmm. that he did for me and i
4: what is a city without its music
0: when you're in the position like that and you've got somebody helping you do something and how do you keep going when that resource disappears? Like was the record finished when he passed or you were still in the midst of figuring yeah. it out? Right?
5: No, we hadn't started We hadn't started it yet. Oh, um, shit. We had just been working on, you know, just, I just been sending demos. Um, and, uh, you know, we'd whittled it down to about fifteen or sixteen songs to try, mm-hmm. and what priority, You know, the top ten for priority, and back and forth. And um, yeah, it was it was definitely a shock, and um, to say um, it knocked me on my ass it's yeah, quite an understatement or is an understatement. Um, yeah, I mean. Ultimately, though, I mean, I didn't really care about the record very much at first. I really was just like totally in shock right. um, about Neil as a friend, I you know. Um, but eventually, um, Gary, uh, you know, sent me at least the part of the letter where he talked, to you know, his letter that he left that, that, that uh, spoke of you know, what he wanted me to do about the record, you know, and basically he just said, uh, you know, the work's already done. You don't really need me. And he basically saying, you know, you didn't really need me and you know what you're doing. And um, and um uh, I think Neil believed that. And at the same time, that was kind of the way he was as well. Like, ah, oh, you got this. You know, he was all about lifting people up
4: and, mm-hmm.
5: and kind of showing them Uh, themselves artistically um, that it was about them and that, you know, he was just there to facilitate that and help out with that. I mean, he, he had said that he, a couple of times, and you know, Neil didn't, he didn't always reveal everything going on um, to me and to a lot of people from what I understand. Um, But he's, you know, he had texted a couple of times, man, this record's really, I like, I thanked him for being involved at one point and he was like, man, thank you. This record is saving my ass. It's like so great. and it, I really relate to this material and and it's really helping me get through some stuff as well. You know, but that was kind of just a bit what I'd heard from him right, right. Uh, about anything that he was going through. And um, so anyway, you know, it just... And so we just sort of, Gary and I, picked up the pieces from there and then we talked to Dave Schools. And uh it made sense to talk to Dave because you know Dave was really close to Neil, they played in the band for years together. Right. they shared a lot of their um, <clears throat> excuse me approaches about producing records and making music um with each other um over the years and more recently because both of them were starting to produce more right um and and really get more into it um. Uh, producing other people's records and um, and it, yeah, it just made a lot of sense. I talked to Dave, and it just seemed real apparent that he would be the right person for the job. And, and you know, and Dave just like Neil, he's like, hey, I'm I'm just here to to you know help facilitate your vision. You know, just trying to help bring that across and help you stay out of the way out of that. And all of us just do our job and just help lift these songs up and make sure people hear them and, and hear them and hear them, you know? Right, Uh, yeah. And uh, so it just made sense, you know? And so when we all got together, it was eventually became all folks that had a pretty deep association with Neil. Um, Jesse through hard-working Americans and ended up being on the record, which that wasn't originally part of the plan. Um, And and then, with, obviously, with Tony and um, and Jeff Hill, Jeff, who he'd played played with Neil for years, and right. played in the Malaise with, and they'd been friends for years. And then with Tony with CRB, um, and then through the dead connections they had out in California, met right. each other. Um, so yeah, it just it was sort of a. a a family affair, That's you know, so of beautiful. people that like we didn't all have the same association with Neil, we had different associations with Neil, but everybody in that room did pretty much, you know.
4: Yeah.
5: Um the engineer didn't but but yeah. besides that, everybody did, you know. Um yeah. whether it was Gary Waldman being there some of the time in the schools and then me and then all the rest of the guys and John Ray um, Neil had been kind of working with him and uh, John being a, sort of an up-and-coming younger guitar player who played uh, with Def and I, or, um, who Neil had produced Stephen record last year and coming out in the next few weeks, actually. And that's a wonderful uh-huh. record. John's a great player. Neil was sort of sort of taking him under his wing, you know, like Neil was kind of want to do without being too much of a big brother. You know? right. He was really good at that. Um, and, you know, Neil was really good at sort of... Um, lightly carrying people along um, and helping them out sort of networking so to speak right. um, musically and bringing people together and and sort of helping people along um, uh, and that's what he was doing with me wow. you know he had a lot of respect for my stuff for years and I toured with him <laughs> 20 years ago I played at his wedding in the 90s um, with my band and uh but I guess he was at a time in his life, and then I was at a time in my life, and it just sort of worked out. And we said, "Yeah, it's time to work together," because we'd talked about it for years. Yeah. We always thought it was funny; it'd be funny to have a, like a sort of a, a, a group of like me, him, and Ryan together, like all of us writing and playing together. The <laughs> room probably would have exploded. But um, <laughs> it's, it's but uh,
0: it's a trip to hear you talk about schools and what his role was in bringing this project to life. I never thought of it like that, man. Like how the producer of an album has to have the ability to see the thing in its completion before it's done, or even be able to see through to what your vision is of it and help you Mm -hmm. to bring that thing to life. That is a, like in the, what is that, the taken? That's a very particular set of skills that is mm-hmm. not common, man. And I so, like, I draw, right? And I think mm-hmm. to myself, if I had somebody that could coax me, that saw my drawing before it was done and help me get there, how much mm-hmm. better it could be. D- does it feel mm-hmm. like that when somebody's doing that with you to to bring the thing out?
5: I think that Dave, like what he did was, was more a facilitator of, it, it, it was, I guess it was, it was somewhat like it was musical, but it was, it was also psychological. Like a lot of producers have to, to, to be. Um, he was very encouraging and, he trusted us and the more we all work together, the more he trusted us and the more we trusted him and everybody just trusted each other. Um, like at some point we do a couple of songs and Dave would be like, I'm just washing clean dishes at this point,
4: you know, <laughs> um,
5: you know, I, and to some degree, like he respected the songs. There wasn't a lot of arrangement to do. Um, it was a matter of just getting the right performances and adding us, a few little touches here and there we did most of them live and i mean it's real hard for anybody to tell tony and jeff what to do because those guys just you know and i felt the set like the way dave was speaking about doing the record um we also felt the same way like playing with each other i think i felt that way like i mean if you can't play with tony and jeff like i don't i mean at least if I can't, you know, um, and maybe this flies in the face of what I said earlier about people not grooving together, but we just grooved together. It was just right. easy. I never felt like it was, like, in a weird pocket or it wasn't a weird pocket, like a, but, like, it just didn't work with me. Like, I felt like it was, like, riding a bike. Oh, um, wow. And really easy to play with John and Jesse, and John and Jesse played well together. They had totally different styles, different approaches, but it worked. Um, and like John is a little, he's more trained and Jesse's less, less like schooled, like, um, uh, in like music theory training and all that kind of stuff. And he's a little more on the field side of things, Mm -hmm. but the technical side, but they worked really well together. It was perfect. It was a great sort of, um, the, the, uh, the sum of it was greater for sure um, and the individuals, uh, at times. And, um, and, and then everybody can sing harmony there. So that was easy. Um, so it was like, it was sort of like just getting the right performance vocally and the right feel for me. And the rest was sort of like they said, just washing dishes. dishes, you know, I didn't, and, and mixing it, I think for Chris was sort of that way too. It's like when those guys, all those guys with their tones, and the way they play, it's like, man, just don't screw it up. You know? yeah, don't and that's what, with Neil, it. That's, that's what Neil said um, you know, uh, later on, like right before um, he passed away. you know, He was just like, look, Kenny, we just can't screw this up. We cannot get in the way and fuck this up. We can't do it. Wow. He was like, that's the worst. Like, that's the one thing that we can do. He said, if we get out of the way, this thing will be great. It, yeah. it really is, too, man. It, it really and is. And Dave helped us get out of the way. That's I think that was the most important thing. Like, Dave didn't sit there and go, oh, we need to do a C-sharp there. That's not what he was there for. Okay. You know? Um, he was there uh, to guide us all and be a leader and sort of, when, when we needed it, captain the ship. And then at times he'd step aside and let first mate take over, which was me sort of, you know, or (laughs) there was no, no captain and no first mate. It was just like whoever had a good idea, we'd try it, you know, or we wouldn't. And, um, he just trusted us and he was more there to make sure it was the right take a lot of times, but to be objective because we trusted him. Right. There was a couple times where I was like, oh, maybe we should do it again, or should I overdub the vocal on that? Because most of the vocals were live. I believe vocals, like 13 out of 16 songs, I think, it's on the record or the live vocal in the room. Oh, wow.
4: Um,
5: for the most part. I mean, there's not a lot of overdubs on it either. There's a couple little things here and there, and some harmonies or percussion, but mostly it's just five guys in the room playing. And... um very simply and understated, um, which is a you know a testament to those guys. And they were doing the same thing. Let's just get out of the way of the song. Let's just not overthink this. Let's just get in there and let the magic happen. Wow. And um, and Dave, a couple of times he he would stop me. He would save me for myself, which I'm so <laughs> glad he was there to do. And go, dude, you are not doing that vocal again. You know, oh, wow. he was like, "I had chills; the hairs were standing up on my arm, and I totally believe the guy singing." And I don't know what you're going to do besides just overthink it. Yeah, you're you know, yeah, good. don't you're mess with
0: Fuck it. this up if you try and do it again. Don't fuck then.
5: this up. So yeah. he was there, Dave. Don't fuck this up, schools. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, he knew the caliber of guys in the room too. Right, you right. know, he knew those guys. It's, you know. It was all complimentary. Like everybody was lifting each other up. You know, it definitely was, you know, at a higher level than anyone walked in the room by themselves. You know, the art was. I I feel that way.
0: And it's set break. Everybody get up and stretch. Look around. Shit's going to get weird. Here we go. Rub your eyes. What what were we talking about at set break, Apple?
2: Well, it's set break. We're going to talk today about one of our fine sponsors, which is Define Define Premium Cannabis. Cannabis. So, come on out to Define. Define. We have a location in Hillsborough and another location in cute little Forest Forest Grove. Grove. So, if you want to come out, you need to take. I mean, right now uh, we are busy as ever, and we're getting busier. It seems like people are really. Enjoying their medicine
1: Literally flying off the shelves It is
2: It's hard to keep up with So if you need help uh, It's a confusing world out there When it comes to the cannabis game But we have all your Smokables Edibles dabables, Topicals Vapables We, ha- we have it all And we love educating people We have picked up a lot more uh, Elderly clientele Through this and everything And we are there to help you So come out and visit Make sure to say That you are a listener to the show you will get 10% off your purchase, and you will get a free, free t-shirt. t-shirt. So come out and visit. I'm at the Hillsboro location. And get some Define Premium Cannabis and take care of your head. Have you ever listened to Black Sabbath? Out of a minion with a hit of acid on his
1: tongue? That you got from Electric Fish Lights? Shit! We
2: I have. have. <laughs> head
0: over to electricfishlights.com or At Electric Fishlights on Instagram, and you will see some of the most marvelous, amazing, stupendous, and unique creations ever put before mankind. These are created with IQ technology, which is interlocking quadrilaterals, which is 30 interlocking pieces that can be configured into 15 different shapes. And then these mystical, magical magicians put all these shapes together, and it becomes endless. And pretty much You tell them What you want them to build And they put it together They'll figure out How to do it Sports teams Minions Pickle Rick SpongeBob I got a Fish Fish I got a
2: Minion on Acid And an Eagle Philadelphia Eagles And they got all Your sports
0: teams too
1: And I've got a little yoga sloth I mean who doesn't love that
0: I even saw a unicorn I really saw one
1: One of our listeners sent us a photo of their personalized logo on a beautiful light In their wonderful room Get inverted Get inverted So yeah
0: So all these are made from upcycled vinyl like milk jug plastic Come with a 12 foot cord A 12 year energy efficient safe to leave on LED bulb And a hardware kit to hang your light So they do leave you hanging these are great for your kids' rooms or your festival easy up or just a night light for your room, man. And any NSR family that orders the light with the color changing upgrade, they get a limited edition special edition promo, no simple road poster.
1: That looks so awesome that is when freaking you use amazing. Those lights.
0: And if you enter the promo code NSR at checkout, you will receive 10% off your order. So 10%. You know what? You need to get one of the bulbs that color changes and has a speaker in it yeah, so that you can listen to Why bother too. without it's, the speaker? Yeah, you'll be just disappointed if you don't. So, like I said, electricfishlights.com online or at electricfishlights on Instagram. Go over there. Tell them what you lo- want. Have them build it for you. And then when it comes to your house, you will be enlightened. And now set breaks over. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> cross-playing
5: I, I had well well, I had played I had done one demo of the song that ended up being on the record a, a little bit different kind of version of Just Because um that in like 2006 or so uh, when I was in New York Jeff recorded a demo of it for us and uh, it was with Different Drummer and it Drunk Into Young Keys and uh but Jeff played bass on that and um And I had been around, Jeff, because um, mostly because I toured and did some shows opening for Robert Randolph with my solo band, and Hazy Malay's also was on the bill. So it was us three, it was Hazy Malay's, so that was Jeff, Dan, and Neil, and then my solo band and Robert Randolph. So it was quite the triple bill. It was pretty fun. And that was like on the first big Robert Randolph tour to where it was just kind of blowing up and playing, you know, starting to play 700 to 1200 seniors. Okay. Um, so that was super fun. So, um, yeah, so I got to hang out with Jeff a little bit more. And so he was, Jeff was already a fan of my stuff and Neil had turned him on to a lot of it. Um, so I had that connection with him. Um, but I, besides that, the other guys, it was all through Neil. Wow. Um, it's, schools had seen back in the day he said he thinks he had seen my band six-string grad back in the early days because um we were playing athens a lot because we were from south carolina and north carolina so we play in athens Georgia a lot um so he would be a town he'd say you know, a few times where he he saw us back in the day and and actually the guy played guitar for a little while with us William talks um is friends with schools and um played in a band with Todd, the old drummer from from widespread in a, in a NRDQ cover band called um, Barbara Q. <laughs> um,
4: Great
5: name. Yeah. So we just know a lot of the same people, Dave and I from the Athens days. Just funny. We never really crossed paths. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah the scene isn't but that
5: big. No, not. So we're a lot of mutual friends. Like we probably know 40 people in Athens. The same people. See, you um, know, I- I think
0: about a project like this for you that's infused with so much emotion and then culminating in the recording and having Dave produce it and then now it's done like tell me how does that how does that feel for you Kenny to finally have it finished and like you know the baby is born so now like how does that feel
5: um like I need to have another baby. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. but, you know, my mom was Catholic, like, she had six kids, yeah. years, so it's ready for the day. Let's um, to another one. One's the Loretta land, one's on the left. Um uh, it, it, it's it's been great. It's really okay. been kind of more emotional than I expected. Like the when the first single came out, you know, I was texting the guys in the band at schools and telling thank you. And, you know, telling them, you yeah, know, to send them links to it, everything, um, for the streaming site. And, and, uh, I was just getting choked up and I just didn't expect that. You know, I was very emotional that day because a lot of that stuff just started to come back up with Neil and everything right. that had happened, um, in my life and all the stuff I'd been through with, you know, death of, of a handful of friends and relatives and my separation and my marriage and just a lot of stuff. And, you know, my kids had moved out of the house, both of them were more of age to, to live on their own and be in college. And so there's just so much, um, uh, of sort of turbulence, I guess, for lacking storms, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just thinking back on that stuff, Without, not even necessarily in the front of my brain, but just all that hitting me uh, sort of deep in the subconscious and coming to the surface uh, a little bit at that time, um, I got pretty emotional. And then when the record was released last week, the same thing sort of happened. And also, you know, I was like overwhelmed with like gratitude and sadness at the same time, you know, (laughs) and sort of that healing pain, you know um and also you know i've been talking about neil a lot you know yeah. and the guys in the band and so i'm li- really it makes it's like i said it's very sad and it's upsetting at the same time i'm so grateful you know wow. for neil and for dave and all the guys who played on it and everybody helped to make everybody helped make the record and was involved with it in any way to help it come to fruition It was just very um very deep growing kind of feeling, you know?
0: Yeah, man.
5: It's like the the plant feels itself growing in a weird way. (laughs) Well, it's Um, also
0: like an energetic release too, man. Like it's been building mm -hmm. up and, and this is the culmination of the, I'm doing air quotes of the ritual. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it is, it is finished and boom. Yeah.
5: You're kind of pushing the smoke up into the air out of the fire and making signals out of it. You know, people seem to be, and also, it affects me too because people seem to be getting the record. I think they're like getting what it's about, or there's like you guys were saying, it's like you you kind of there's a sense of it and and what's going on in the record. And you know, I forget about that part until I hear that mm. kind of reflected back at me. Okay, um, like the the intention of the songs and the pain that sort of created them. Um, uh, and where they came from, I really didn't. It's like I'm sort of almost a little bit shocked sometimes when people are like, oh my god, uh, somebody texted me the other day and they said, man, and I know they'd been through some stuff, and they 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 were like, you know, some of the lyrics are like a kick in the gut, you know, and I'm like, really? Oh, oh yeah. That's sort of what I, why I wrote them you know not to kick anybody in the gut because I was feeling the kick in the gut you know yeah. Yeah. and and I forget that I'm just like I said I'm a little bit because I get removed from it doing all this other aspect of, of, of releasing a record you know and doing art and sort of in the next phase and it's kind of pulled back into that. So it's it's
1: a beautiful thing.
2: Yeah, it is. Well, it's a it's a trip right now too. First of all, thank you for releasing it in the middle of what this world is in right now. Yeah, it's like That's it's like music. You, well, a lot of people are kind of recording and holding stuff back. I mean, because normally you'd be releasing mm-hmm. this, then planning on touring sure. a little and stuff. Right now, music is needed more than ever, and people are listening different. I mean, uh, we're listening more intently. People are eating up content and listening with different ears and much more, we're in a much more sensitive world right now. So to Mm -hmm. put out an album, like I love this, this very close stuff and getting to hear like, like it's always interested if you played with these guys, we got to hear you guys live in the studio meshing well, like it came together. We're a witness Mm -hmm. to that and it's being released Mm -hmm. in a time that's unprecedented in this world where we need, people are hungry for this stuff and yeah, it's great. And I mean, I imagine you're probably planning on, you know, once we figure out what's going on, you know, doing some touring behind this and stuff.
4: Yeah.
5: Hopefully, <laughs>
2: hopefully.
5: Yeah. it might be touring for two records, three records, a double album. And then whatever's next, you know, we might make the record and then it'll come out next year. And we'll tour for both, both of the projects, you know, so.
0: it's, it's just nuts. What's going on, man. We, we just had some friends over and, uh, We were just talking about like the shows that are happening right now, like drive-in theater stuff, and they put up platforms in in Europe, when everybody went to a festival Mm -hmm. on platforms, and it's just all so odd, Kenny. Like,
5: (laughs) and it's it's a science fiction novel for sure,
0: dude. I I couldn't even have written this. Science fiction novel. It's how weird no. it is. It's. It, I keep equating it to, and just because I'm me, like it feels like a prolonged psychedelic trip. And I'm like, I, okay, I'm I've been high long enough. Like I really would like to come down now. <laughs> just
5: yeah, I'm, I'm I over think this. yeah, that's enough. Yeah, yeah that's enough. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'd uh, like to turn this. Can I turn this thing off right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but can we turn the lights on?
0: Totally. Shut the music off. But like Apple said, man. It, People's ears are different right now, Kenny. I know mine are. They're very mm-hmm. different. I, our We're all raw emotionally because of everything mm-hmm. that's happening. And so having something with the depth of like what you put out released right now is striking a different chord than it could have otherwise. Or maybe would mm-hmm. have. I don't know. But it definitely hit me in a, in a different way. And
1: And it feels prophetic in a way, like listening to albums that like you did, like the pain and all that, like you didn't write it today and release it today. This was months and years and, you know, and it's, but it's right now. And so it's, it's bizarre, right. It very feels like you're writing for, you were writing for right now. And sometimes that's just such a trip because the things that we're doing now, it's not necessarily for tomorrow it's for later and later is when we get it. And I think that's kind of what Aaron was saying. Like you, and, and Apple was saying it's, you wrote it before, but you wrote it for now. So thank you for that because yeah. you are providing whether, you know, and you, not just you, whoever's doing these, he's like, you're not the only one who's releasing music right now. And you are all, sure. you know, in a sense, you know, prophesying and comforting us at the same time about these hard times that we all have to go through and so from that end i'd like to just thank you because you know whether we can go see you or not we're still able to like apple said listen with different ears and like be comforted and fed at the same time
5: Hmm.
1: comfort food music yeah
5: yeah it's really interesting you know it is sort of like uh it's interesting because I mean, the record is all about isolation. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all about isolation and trying to turn that into being okay with solitude because one is healthy and one of them is a little sketchy, yes. you know? And one of them, um, one of them is, you know, you're forced to be alone. And, um, if you can turn that into, or you feel, you sense that you're the other one, you're alone. And then if you could turn that into a choice, um, like gratitude if you can just look at it different you know we've learned so much I mean it's it's like Neil's death you know I I wouldn't you know I wouldn't trade all the lessons to not have Neil back I'll take him back you know I'll learn him a different way you know and I don't want I don't wish the pandemic had happened but at the same time I've learned so much from it
1: yeah we're here now Wow, I we're here
5: now. We can't, we can't change that. All we can do is like, is this going to be, you know, something to be a victim of or to be grateful for, you know? Yeah, and, and that's, it's not that there is so much pain in it, you know, and so, but there is so many lessons in it, you know. I hadn't thought that uh, of that, that the, I've gotten, you know.
1: Yeah, so think about that too. Like your pain is the balm for someone else's.
5: That's the way it is though. That's nuts. You know that's the way it is with recovery and stuff as well, you know, or groups getting together or two people sharing. It's sharing honestly um, really for yourself, you know, because it's the medicine you need to let it out, but it also gives when the people it gives permission for not only for people to, other people to hear it. Um, It opens the door for them to hear it. It also opens the door for them to share it back or with someone else, you know, which is the bomb for them as well. So it continues on, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a giving permission for honesty. And if people can hear you tell your story a little bit with an open heart, then they realize it's okay to soften up and tell their story too, or to, you know, to identify with that. So, you know, the records about isolation, um, but the, the, the grand, the loftiest goal would be that somebody would identify with it and it might help them. I don't know. That's not why I made it you know
4: um
5: but i also don't deny it when somebody says this helps me or that if this is going to help some people i don't sit there and go nah it won't whatever you know um
1: (laughs) you can't predict how someone's Mm -hmm. art is going to affect them like sometimes no it's not my job sometimes you just walk into the store and you see a piece of art or clothing or a photo and it just strikes you for no reason it's just Mm -hmm. you know and so that's what is happening right now with a lot of uh psyches and emotions and hearts with, with your isolation album.
0: And another aspect to it too, is that, you know, if the, the, it's about isolation at the same time, you're singing about that. If I identify with the theme or the content, right. Then I know that somebody else out there gets it how I'm getting Mm -hmm. it and I don't feel quite as isolated (laughs) in, in that because now I have found connection through somebody else's pain identifying with my own. And that is gigantic, man. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a crazy part like of doing the podcast that I didn't never, I never thought that was a part of having conversations with people. That never crossed my mind, and then we started doing what we're doing, and people are telling us, "Geez, you know that conversation that you guys had with such and such or so and so really helped me." And like you said, that's not what I'm thinking about when I do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if that's a byproduct that's going out into the multiverse out there, then I'm really okay with that part of it. I'm, I'm
5: absolutely, yeah. You know, I, th- I think that identification thing is—it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's so much stronger of a medicine and a door opener, if you if you will, um, than telling somebody it's going to be all right because yeah, nobody shit. wants to hear that I especially when you're in the middle yeah. of the shit
1: it's you know
5: man you know, you're like shut up man it's not <laughs> going to be alright you know because depression and things like that it's not about to me it's not about that you can't see the bright side well I can see it I just can't feel it oh, I don't shit. believe it yeah. you know like I can see it intellectually oh yeah I see the sun comes up every day I know my history it's been alright before it'll be alright again But when you when you when you can feel the bright side, you know, or you feel like the healing or whatever's going on, I think that's what's most important. That's the sap, you know. Somebody's words about what you're going through is not sap. It's almost feels like an insult, insult in the wound. Yeah, salt. Yeah. Sometimes somebody it's the same. It's a different side of the same coin as a compliment. You know, I've read about it recently. A compliment can just be. A, another side to the same coin of, of 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 shaming or blame or any of that stuff like mm-hmm. a, a cut it can be like a cut down when you're not open for it oh, shit. And that, like you don't want to hear that you know yes. you just don't want to hear it I mean, I'm not sure you've been there before you're like oh I feel like crap well you're going to be okay shut up, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that is it's just for some reason like the ego and the psyche or whatever it is like it takes that almost as an insult, you know. If you're feeling bad about yourself, you do not want to be praised, you know.
0: But if I came to you, you
5: want to be given a, a hug.
0: Yeah, if I came to you and I was like, you know what, man, me too, and at least yeah. we're, we're here together, man. We'll deal yeah. with it. Then, then,
5: and it,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, and then sometimes, like you said, you want to be given a hug, but sometimes somebody doesn't want to freaking be touched, but, (laughs) but I'll listen to what you have to say, you know, Mm -hmm. or I'll watch something that will change my mind. And that's why like arts are all the arts and artists out there. Like, this is such a great time for all of us to just revive our art and just to Mm -hmm. just do it. Like you were saying, it's not about like nitpicking yourself it's just like when you get in the groove, like when you're doing a puzzle and you find all the pieces and they're going together really well at that moment, like, okay, it's a thousand pieces. You are only doing 200 you've got <laughs> however much more to go. But like yeah. in that moment you're, you're in it. And yeah, yeah. It, it's just, uh, yeah, I guess it's just well, the, the knowledge of all of us being in that same wavelength. You well,
2: know? The, uh, this is when you're talking, just for, like when people talk about depression, which I mean, everybody has to an extent, people I hear people like, how do I get rid of my depression? You know what? You can't get rid of depression. You got to learn to live mm-hmm. with it. You got to learn to shine it up it. on days. You got to learn to, yeah. And there's no getting rid of I've that
5: stuff. I've learned to not run from it. I, I've, yeah. I've learned to not run from it so much and sort of sit with it. um, and, and at least long enough to learn from it and not be in danger. You know, and then if I'm in, if I'm in it deep enough, you know, I have to sort of expose it because it, 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 softens that creature and that yeah. dragon in the light, you know, you, you, throw the, put that on the floor a little bit, you know, and just say, eh, I'm going down a dark road. It's a little darker than I'd like, you know, right, right. Um, I have no guidance here. Like, no, I'm going into the woods here in case check on me kind of thing. <laughs> I'm going in, I'm going in y'all, you know, put the ropes around my way. <laughs> I'm jumping down there, you know, and, and to learn something from it. Cause if you run from it, you're sort of looking for a fix. You know, you want it to go away and it's not going to go away because it's human suffering. It's the human condition. Now, I'm not giving advice on what people to do with their depression, you know, when it's chemical and, you know, I have a little bit of that too that runs in my family. But with me, as long as I feel safe and I have guidance, you know, um, then then I try to learn from it, you know, and I've also been careful about some medications for Creative reasons, you know. Um, I've probably got some form of ADHD and all kinds of other fun stuff, but but and it also is the same thing my victim personality, all that stuff, it helps me get a lot done. Yeah, no shame. It, it, so it. it can be a
0: tool, yeah. Use
5: it as I a try tool. to use it as a tool, just like the, 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 the you know, tragedy and things you go through, it's like, what can I use this for? What is, because it's pointless if it's only for the suffering itself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's that's you, torture. And you can't only, Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's, you know, yeah, and, masochism, and that's torture,
1: narcissism—that's yeah, all that business. Yeah. And we can get into those, like you know, like sure. on certain events. But yeah, like let's use it for something. That, let's do something with that energy instead of let it make us scared. That viewpoint,
5: that yeah. There's the, the fear and the ego and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's there for a reason. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be the only reason. You know, it doesn't have to rule you. It's like, is this making me cautious? Is this you know making me make sure? that this person is safe that I'm hanging out with. Like all that kind of stuff. Like ego, like it's there for all kinds of reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. That at least a little bit I know about it, you know. Um that was just sort of I guess that was a joke. I just said what I know <laughs> about the ego <laughs> oh, um, shit. but what the world knows about the ego and it taught me. Um there we go again. But um <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, there's 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 a purpose for it, you know. It's it's not you're not going to get rid of it, and you shouldn't, you
0: know. No, it's I, it, it's, it's a huge part of our healthy. our us mm-hmm. our usness, <laughs> you know. It's it, mm-hmm. and the perspective that we're talking about again is a perspective that comes with long miles, you know. Mm-hmm. in my 20s if if you had asked me if i used tragedy to my benefit <laughs> um no you know i mm-hmm. i was not there and and that's okay yeah. it's part of the journey it's it it whatever place you're at that's cool man you know like we all have to walk our path that's it and it's using the things that happen to us to make ourselves better and, and I think what you're talking about man is when you're just sitting in the mire that and not saying hey I'm going in tie a rope around my waist that's when the problems happen that's that's when you need a little help yeah, in my 20s I was shooting dope and yeah. Yeah. I went in without a rope around my waist and there was nobody there to pull me out and I didn't have yeah. the tools to get myself out and so that's what happens, but like Apple said, yeah. we we do learn to hopefully overcome and uh, use it again as a tool,
5: absolutely. Yeah, man, yeah, it's, you know, that's I think that's the point of it, you mm-hmm. know, is to learn. Yeah. I, I try not to force myself into it too much, it just happens when it happens. I don't look for the answers as much as I used to and try to figure it all out quote unquote um because that's trouble too that's that's a mess i'm not smart enough to figure it all out um and thank god and (laughs) and also but also you know as artists we do play on the edge of this like there's a bit of a buzz like looking over the edge of that you know artistically and you know you do you know sort of go into those dark places and for discovery and for, because it's creative, you know, and you just have to be careful. You know, I don't think you have to go off the deep end. I don't think you have to, uh, you know, I don't think you have to go into the deepest uh, depression or uh, addiction or all that stuff. Um, You know, we'll call it the Keith Richards syndrome. You know, I don't think you have to go there to be Keith Richards, you know, you're not gonna be Keith Richards anymore. I don't think that you know. You don't have to go look for that stuff um, to be great. Mm-mm. I mean, I've written some of the best stuff I've ever written. You know, sober. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I didn't. I don't write very well. <laughs> you know, I never really wrote that well when, you know, when Yeah. When I wasn't, um, that was just an excuse. I think, but um, yeah, I don't think we have to. Like, we don't have to go down the Nick Drake road. That was just his path, you know? Right. That he was on, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't, how would you ever know, but did he have to go down those roads or, yeah. you know, what he was dealing with about to, to to create that kind of art? I don't know. We'll never know.
0: Nope.
5: Um, but if Nick Drake, you know, uh, could have gotten help, you know, who knows what, what he could be doing? You know, I mean, he might be working at a gas station, you know, 10 years later. And he might be happy with it, or he might have made even more incredible art. Who knows? We'll never know. Nope. And, but I'm not going to find out. I'm trying not to. You know.
1: No, no there's, there's a thing, and that's called acceptance. And you just have to be like, that's what we got, and, and we, we have are. to navigate through that. Not around it, but through that.
0: You know, I, mm-hmm. I wonder... Kenny, like we were talking about isolation and and we were brought up the pandemic and all that. And just out of curiosity, like person to person, not even like for an interview question or whatever. I'm just curious, man, like how are you dealing with the isolation of quarantine? And like what what stuff are you doing to keep your head about you?
5: Well, you know, I have sort of a, you know, just honestly, you know, I just have programs that I work, you know, I've worked re- with recovery stuff. Um, and and so I was already working, you know, having not, having been married for 23 years almost, um, having kids, and then being on my own. I was already working on this, <laughs> um, being alone and living alone for the first time in forever probably actually, because um, I was had roommates before I was married too. So. I was learning this new isolation thing. So it was just sort of like kick, you know, kick it into the next level with oh, the pandemic. Um, you know, but, but I, I, I already talked on the phone with people um, and texted people. And so, so for me, what's helped is maintaining contact with people who are, you know, working on themselves like I am right. and um, trying to get better at life, so to speak and reading about this kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I'm all in. I'm like, (laughs) you know, like even right before the pandemic, I'm like, you know, I'm sleeping on a a queen-size bed and half of it's, you know, taken up with different books and notebooks and stuff, so. um, I'm the the hardest working man in show business sometimes with that stuff, (laughs) I'm probably working too hard. Um, So, uh, or, as I said one time to somebody, I'm the hardest working man with no business these days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I think that's really helped me. And that identification, calling up friends and them calling me and being there for other people has really helped me out, yeah. you know, and not really being a victim by the Going, Okay. Like, it's like, radical acceptance of the situation, I think, is huge. It's just like, this is the way it is. Radical um, acceptance. Uh, as much as we can see the reality of it you know not to get into the whole existential aspect of that what is real but you know but but the aspect of it of you know it just acceptance that this is is where I am this is where we are and we're just going to have to deal with it and I don't think a lot of people have those tools and I'm very grateful that I already have tools at my disposal um, through things I read and people I'm around who really work hard on that, on, on acceptance and accountability, um, with a lot of this stuff. And, um, you know, that I have these tools that I can use because a lot of people don't, yeah, man. they're really freaking out, you know? Um, and I also have it better than a lot of people. Right. You know, I'm not going to say that I don't, that I'm not, um, that I don't have, uh, Certain privileges that other people don't. You know, I'm in a situation where I could just, at least for a little bit, afford, at least for a few more months, afford to not be working a regular job, so I can afford not to be on the road. But at some point, it's going to come down to that, and then I'll start looking at the grocery store for positions, or you know, <laughs> or getting on the road, or trying to raise some money streaming, or whatever it is. You right. know, but. Um, I've never, I tell myself this a lot. I've never not made it. Wow. You know, that's true. It's the absolute truth. I've never not made it up until this point. Mm -hmm. At some point I won't make it. I'm going to die. Right. You know, but I've never not made it through everything that I've been through, you know? And I'll continue to make it until I don't. Totally. So it keeps me from having a. It's a reality of death and pain and suffering, but it also keeps me from um, being too afraid of it, going off the deep end. You know. Well. Um,
0: I appreciate you, man. You know. Thank Thank you so much, Kenny, for for all of it, for having this conversation with us, and for doing what you do. It's It's really rad. It's beautiful to behold, and and. I'm stoked that this is out and that we met. Period. I I appreciate you, man. Thank you.
5: Oh, well thank you. I really <clears throat> appreciate being on the show.
0: Yeah, man, and
5: I and it's a great conversation. I I, I appreciate getting to talk about this stuff. Yeah, you're not going to ramble on it forever, but um, mm-hmm. but I really do. I really appreciate that people want to talk about this stuff because I think it's important. It's yeah. healing. It's, it's healing. very
2: healing, and it, it's it's nutrition and healing and food and. and and now that's that's that I love that that's a new mantra in my head. I've never not made it. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Thanks for your pearls yeah. of wisdom and your time, Tony. <laughs> like oh, well, no, you, you were you. talking about things that we're going through too. Like you know, not necessarily your separation, but these massive shifts and changes in life and like dynamic mm-hmm. and how you live. And it is a shakeup and to be able to articulate it beautifully and put it into words. And I think that's kind of why Dave was saying what he was saying. Like you literally can't because it's, this is your experience. And so Mm -hmm. just to be able to put it out the way that you did and to, um, like I said, just share some time with us and conversation, just really appreciate it. And can't wait to meet you in real life.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, well, thank you. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you know a couple of days before the episode comes out. It's going to be a couple of weeks, but, um, okay. you know, hang on to my number, man. If you ever want to chat, hit me up. I'm here. And yeah, man. Uh, Thank you know, maybe you. we could share some books with each other.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to text me or whatever. Yeah, I got lots of books laying around. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
2: my friend I'm going to listen to some old whalers this evening. I know that. Now. <laughs> yeah, I
5: man. All that, yeah, like that, some of that Lee Scratch Perry stuff and that tough Gong stuff, man. I like that. the get stuff right little, before the Island Records stuff. Home. Oh yeah, the, the late '60s stuff. Late it's 70s. all like public domain stuff now. Like you can, I'll, I'll send a, I'll send a, a text. Um, this number. Cool. Okay. Um, really so appreciate uh, of like to Spotify list or something like that. God.
0: Go enjoy your day, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you too. All right. thank y'all. Right,
5: Bye. Thanks,
6: yes. I was all alone there waiting on the porch when we're whipping the shirts and the flame on the torch standing there swaying and I almost got scorched swooning there under the moon I thought it was the rain that was licking my neck sharp so silver tongue couldn't keep her in check how does a vampire self-reflect a thousand years looking for you what you gonna do what you gonna do oh, oh, oh. what you gonna do what you gonna do when a man's got nothing to lose I keep it all away there late last night Heart filled with ice and just got tired Skin was a sizzling when I woke up in the light What a damn thing I could do I saw the truth in your lipstick case Love was a splatter all over the place I could live forever just looking at your face Like all the other blood bags do what you gonna do, what you gonna do ah, ah, ah. What you gonna do, what you gonna do When a man's got nothing to lose You. So what you gonna do? What you gonna do? I oh, wanna oh, oh. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when a man's got nothing to lose? Oh what you gonna do, what you gonna do? I oh, oh, oh. What you gonna do, what you gonna do when a man's got nothing lose? Lose. When your man's got nothing to lose i could drink just a little but a little at least tomorrow then i'm down at the store and knocking on your door for some cold though i said could take a little taste babe to put me in just the right place babe but a little bit of taste puts a look on my face and i'm on the train that leads me to cold Then I'm cussing your touch And ain't that a little like cocaine I'm Gonna make my whole life a new mess now Dancing with the lady in a white dress now That I'm stuck on the rail with a shovel and a pail And on the working train in the same chain See, let me jump in the water, can swim in the water Dirty water, Jimmy's daughter, and cocaine Dirty water, Jimmy's daughter, and cocaine Dirty water, Jimmy's daughter, and cocaine
0: cool. Wow. Heavy, heavy duty.
2: Yeah, that was a, that was that, that was like that was like his new album that you guys got to listen yeah, to. Yeah, deep. Was the, it, was, it was emotional, deep. Um.
0: It's a, okay. <clears throat> Everybody does everything different in in life. We all are individuals and we do different things. But just I'm going to give you a little advice, and you do with this what you will. This is to me for Aaron. This is not an album that I would listen to while people are over at the house hanging out. This is not an album I would listen like to party while, while I'm driving to work. No, this is, I, this it's, is it's like isolation. Yeah, get album. yourself some tea, a bowl, or whatever. Sit down in your comfortable spot, dim your lights a little bit, and put this on and absorb what's happening. It is magic. I don't know how else to say it. it genre be damned, all of it, like it's magic. And you'll get something really wonderful out of it. And so just take my advice. Or don't. Whatever. It's cool. No, take it. Do it. You could do that. You could take it. (laughs) So at the end of the interview, we're we're towards the end. Um we're in the outro right now. I wanna get a a reaction from you two. Okay. Mel, how do you feel about the new podcast studio?
1: I Absolutely love our new podcast studio. I'm one physically very comfortable, and that was yes. a huge thing for me during long interviews. Uh, my back would hurt, and I would like zone out because I was in pain, and like check out of the interview. And I didn't feel that be- because of that at all. It's bitching chairs to, that yeah. Mel scored for the studio. It's aesthetically pleasing. Um, and so, it makes, you atten- it makes you attentive. Yeah, at least make
2: you sit up straight yet Apple loves
1: the chairs. Um, so, thank you. Shout out to John Laverro out there, um, because right after you guys had a conversation, you guys meaning Aaron and John, um, Aaron came outside and was like, "We want we you know no simple road needs to spruce up. We need to do something with the studio." Blah blah blah. So, Aaron's like giving me his ideas, and I just was like that day i was like okay fine and so i went out and i got this gorgeous carpet and i found these bitchin chairs um and this gorgeous uh table um and everything all the pieces that we already have so it's feels like it's all of us and it feels like all the work that we've accomplished with the show Mm. so the studio means a lot to me and i love it and it,
2: and it's a <laughs> I agree with like everything Mel was saying, and I know at the beginning I've noticed all three of this, this was a very engaging interview, but Mel was doing it like first ten minutes. This is our first time sitting in here; it's like a new baby, and I, like looking around, like absorb sitting here. This is our first time sitting in here doing this, absorbing it, and it's like like so many. I got so many ideas. We have so much yes. room for activities. We could hang this there. What if we had mm-hmm. this over there, like to. To get like right now we can't we don't want to put a picture of it out until we no we're, we're just, not going to reveal we're going to make it really cozy and personal mm-hmm. and it's it's our our spot mm-hmm. when we're not able to like we were today well, we were almost thinking of doing it on the porch this morning but now it's you know it's approaching hundred degrees here today in Portland which and is and they're weird. logging and yeah and they're chopping down some trees up on the hill which you know your chainsaws and stuff so this is going to be is going to be a, a little sanctuary
0: for yeah, us. Yeah,
1: it already um, has become that. I, I feel that strongly. Uh, How I do you feel, f- baby? I
0: felt so comfortable in this chair. Like my you shoes off. You look like a he, he looked, <laughs> You, lo- you look like you could just push the mic out of
2: the way and lean back and take a nap now. So
0: comfortable. And I realized about two-thirds of the way through our conversation with Kenny that I was more engaged in the conversation than I would have been sitting in the dining room or on the porch Yeah, because I'm comfortable and I could like drift into it. That makes your mind more comfortable and at ease. I think we are all, again,
1: you're not thinking of anything else. Mm -hmm. So you could be in this more, Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, this uh, having a dedicated space, like, um, like a yoga space a meditation space, it makes you want to do it more.
2: It does. And, and the dining room was, I mean, it, we kind of worked with what we had. Well, it was. was beautiful. but it was Yeah, it's beautiful. We could see the porch. But That's it, one thing we liked about it. It was like, well, there's the porch right mm-hmm. there on the other side of the windows. But it w- halfway through, it'd get uncomfortable. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, my God, my leg's falling asleep. Or I can't sit up straight. or Exactly. You know, this is what we need. We, need. we
0: needed it. Hey, and I'm yeah. really happy we're in here. Thank you for hooking it up, babe. And Darwin welcome. likes it.
2: Darwin's no, Darwin just in it. here
0: chilling the yeah, entire man, time. Yeah, I want
1: to take care of you and the show because um, also this is Aaron's uh, full-time job uh, office. So on that yeah. note, we both I want of it. my jobs are in here. Yeah, I want it to be a space that you want to come into and that you feel comfortable in, as opposed to like, fuck, I gotta go to work. Like, no, like I get to go in this yeah, room makes and it play nicer today for
2: your day job too. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: like, you get you get to play in here instead of have to do it.
0: So. Why do you have a rear view mirror
2: on your monitor, by the way?
0: So to that I could catch people coming. So I could <laughs> see who was coming up behind me when I was at work.
2: Oh, that was, okay. That just carried over from work. Okay, I've been meaning mean, he's got like a little, like you'd see on a bicycle, almost kind of. In so you want me to corner. tell you
0: the real reason?
2: Yeah, sure.
4: Because
1: he was working on the show at his real work and he wanted to make sure that he oh. was like had his back covered. Yes. Damn. He's literally watching his own back.
0: Exactly. That, that's the honest. Okay. That's honesty. awesome. That's awesome. So let me just say last before we go, I know Apple has to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys out there, man. And one of the rad parts about doing no simple road is being able to bring you new music. And, yes. and also us discovering it with you. Like this isn't stuff that we've listened to for years and we're finally getting to bring it to you. We're discovering it along with you. Yeah. And 99.99% of them are gems. And so this, Kenny is a gem. And the repercussion, the waves of energy that have blasted out from neil's passing wow are still continue it just makes me think of jerry garcia and the jam scene happening from that like neil's passing Touched is blessing so us in ways that we can't even see until now and that are going to continue and inspire and bring people together and create music and fun neil's
1: ripple and, is still happening
0: yeah yeah, yeah. he touched a lot of people in this world so thank you kenny for being on the show everybody out there thank you for listening i feel like
1: neil's an our angel i really do we're getting
0: blown up right now (laughs) i love
2: love it when people say well like kenny's sending us stuff to listen to now we're gonna discover old things in a new way and new things in an old way you guys
1: um i want to we were talking about doing a little content um after the show um yeah do it mo so i'm gonna start that Um, this is something that I wrote back in May, uh, May 9th. And it was just like a little poem about, you know, the beginning stages of the Corona. Oh, wow. Um, well, it's cute. No, it's, it's not bad. It's, um, what about music 2020? What about the concerts this year? What about singing voices? They're not clear. What about the open spaces that don't get danced on? What about your ticket stub collection? Oh, shit. What about inspired movement dances and twirls? What about the backstage pass and riding the rails? What kind of summer will it be without these tales? You'll never think of musical celebration to be taken, or you never think of musical celebration will be taken away. You never think a day will be just another day. Fish tour, widespread panic, cheese, and the dead all will be listened to in the privacy of my bed. (laughs) Live music is gone. It makes me rather sad for all the kids who won't be turned on this summer. But listen to No Simple Road. It won't be a bummer. <laughs> so that's for you. <laughs> that's for you all out there. Just a fun little silly wow. thing I wrote back in May about, um, you know, what was going on. But that's changing. All that's changing right now. Everything's changing. Yeah. The,
0: the world is in flux. Constant. And we're in flux with you guys, man. You know? It, it is what it is. I think if I, pu- I pulled a couple of really good pearls of wisdom out of what Kenny was saying, and, and one of them was that um, just accepting where we're at right now and doing the best I can with the place in space-time that we find ourselves. And, and
1: that includes taking time for the show, creating the studio. We were buying new equipment to help improve our sound. We, you know, there's a lot that we're doing with the show now that we didn't have time for because we were creating the content.
0: Yeah. That's true. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, like we couldn't necessarily, you can't clean your house if you're on vacation. No, you cannot do that. (laughs) You could
0: hire somebody. You could hire, but but yeah,
1: you know, you have to be there to know, oh, I wanted them to clean out my closet this time. You can't tell, you know what I mean? No, like, I get you. I'm just being silly. I know you are. But, if, but so this, everybody's benefiting because I feel a new sense of like rejuvenation with the show, uh, behind the scenes. Jake is very involved in helping like our hype man. And, our manager. Yeah. Non-manager. Um, <laughs> and so his excitement is infectious. And again, just having a new um outlook for the show and a new space it just is i don't know it feels good right now
0: and for kenny to be the one that that broke this in was yeah.
1: very yeah yeah well
2: it feels to me like too that everything we've everything since march has been put on hold and stuff and wherever everybody including us are tired of holding it's everybody it seems like a lot of people musicians they're starting to figure out their way <clears throat> how to start making it work and turning it <clears throat> in our advantage yeah. we're
0: seeing I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to jinx it. Never mind. We're We're not seeing shit. We're seeing um, rambos and unicorns. (laughs) We're excited um,
1: to show you guys our studio, so hopefully we'll be done within the next week or so and post some fun pics. This room will never be done.
0: Mm -hmm. No.
1: No, No. not done, done, but like...
2: But with the approval of we can like share it, do a video on Instagram and some photos. I just thank
0: God I didn't let... Let us put that world map up behind me. Whatever, you fucking retarded.
1: We had a really cool ridiculous. idea. I've even said this year, like a while back. Me and Mel on the show. are making
2: a mini studio with a huge yeah. map.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Enjoy oh. the uh, our ranting, our rantings, our ravings. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, a rumbling, rumblings, grumblings. A gr- <laughs> <mar-mar. A little laughs> and we really love you. And a personal shout out to uh, Jordan and Joe out there. We You'll probably hear this in a year you. since you listen. Yeah. In, in, uh, in order, but <laughs> this hey. is a, this is a little Easter egg for you too. <laughs> <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> a you guys, future Easter egg. We'll be back
0: it, next week with more stuff and things, and we love you. Take care of each other. Safety third. Hydrate. <laughs> wash your hands, and um, we will see you on the other side. Take care of each other, everybody. Tell somebody about No Simple Road this week. Yeah, you got tell a friend. Who tell a friend? friend who, tell a friend who
1: will tell a friend. friend. Tell a tell friend. friend. Tell tell friend. friend.
2: But it's a tad bit a strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current growth.
3: Bowie. podcasts. Podcasts.